Welcome back to Awkward Chats. And it is happy 4th of July. Yeah, we're actually filming this on the 4th of July. On the recording of this, it is the day of which our people killed a bunch of people. So. Yeah, sure. It's just the celebration of independence and it's for most people just happy to have a holiday. And so, yeah, so we're excited to kind of sit down with you guys and talk about what we've been up to, how some of our recent trips have gone, and then talk about something that I think doesn't get talked about enough, and that is airplane etiquette. Yeah, that's definitely going to be an awkward conversation. Uh, But let's start. We just got back from a trip from New York. So what have you been up to other than the trip? (laughs) nothing um but yeah we went to new york and that was um that was a trip that was our first real like we kind of went completely off record and just made up our own trip because there are a lot of trips out there that people have taken before and i'm sure somebody's taken this trip as well but I didn't follow any guides i literally just kind of went off of the knowledge that we had of the state of new york where we had previously lived and uh, just we just kind of went with it. Multiple and times. We've lived multiple times in New York. Yeah, we've lived twice in New York and every time we leave we say we will never go back. <laughs> and it's okay. I think it's okay to go for like a trip, but I don't think I'll I have no desire to ever move back to that state. It was it was fun, but yes, it was Yes, but we're not talking about that yet. So we're talking about what you've been up to since then. And then, um, but yeah, so we got home and it was really nice to be home for like a good stretch of days. We have, I know I haven't been home in over a month. By the time we got back, it had been a month since I had slept in my bed for more than six hours. It's true. And for Gary, it was like three weeks. So he was like just shy of a month. So it's been, we've been gone a lot. Yeah, it's been nice being home. Uh, it's definitely a different atmosphere out here in Vegas, especially with the 4th and stuff. It definitely gears up towards the 4th. We went out and grabbed a quick bite to eat, and we'll probably do a 4th of July fireworks video, so definitely subscribe to that YouTube channel to see that, uh, because I did get a new camera. Yes, Gary, Gary upgraded our camera to this creme de la creme of cameras. So we did have the ZV-E10, which we liked. Uh, and if you're a vlogger and you're thinking about getting that, it's not a bad camera for you. We do have one major thing with it. It didn't have image stabilization. Mm-hmm. And it really killed our videos because it was no matter how hard you held that camera tight, it was always bouncing. I mean, yeah. I tried my best to to limit that. But no matter what you did, there was always some bounce. We even tried different lenses that had some image stabilization in the lens. And it made a little bit of a difference, but not a huge difference. Right. So I would honestly... Again, like Gary said, it's not a bad camera, but just know if you're going to be doing a lot of movement with it versus like stationary shots, you might want to think about a different camera. Well, I mean, I liked it in that it take a picture. So you always got a thumbnail pictures that you can go through, which is one of the really nice things about it. Uh, And then the audio capture on it's pretty good for a standard camera. It's just that image stabilization. So we ended up going with the Sony Alpha 7R5. 7R5, or is it 75R? It's a 7R5. 7R5. It's it's pretty beefy. We haven't actually gotten to film with it yet. I've been sort of doing some setup stuff, doing some rough stuff. So tonight, probably during the. We're going to try it. We're going to try the camera. And I'm excited. I am super excited. It's a lot heavier. 
I like it. I like how it feels in my hand. I feel like it's got... So the camera that we were vlogging on before, the V10 or whatever it was, um, it had a little bit of an alcove for your hand, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. anything I felt like was super secure. Whereas this, I genuinely feel like this is... Like, I can hold it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I got a good grip on it now. Would I have taken that to Niagara? No, but... (laughs) <laughs> no, that would have been in the bag. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But if you're ever going to Niagara Falls, just use your cell phones if they're waterproof. Otherwise, yeah. don't even try to film. We're going to get into that uh, yeah. a little bit later in the podcast. And I'm actually really excited to talk about that stop on our trip because that was definitely one of the, I think it was the, one of the best spots we stopped in. Yeah, I'll comment on that later. But uh, another thing we're up to is we've got about, uh, I probably have about 16 videos to edit at this point <laughs> just from the New York trip because we did every single hotel. We did every single day, and then we did a couple off ones, too. Like, we did one for Niagara Falls uh, separately and stuff. So we have a ton yeah. of videos to get through. And guys, we went to Tiffany's. We, we went to Tiffany's, and then it wasn't even, like, five days later. Caught on fire. And t- the same store caught on fire. Now, I have heard from the associates in that store that none of the merchandise was damaged. Oh, of course. Of course. But. Oh, yeah, there's a guy who texted her, which we'll talk about when we get to the New York City. Yeah, I have a new friend. Um, But uh, it was interesting going to the thing. We got to go to the firehouse in New York City for Ghostbusters. Didn't get to go in, but still super awesome seeing the outside. That was a bummer, but still cool to see. Twice. We we drove by. We we went one day, and it was pouring down rain. And then we went back the day we left just to to see if anybody was there. And we didn't get lucky either day, but it was still super cool seeing it. And then... Some of the other sites, too, that we'll talk about. It was a fun trip. And like Nancy said, it was the first one we've actually done just for the channel. Yeah. Uh, a little bit for family because they wanted to go back to Kerhongston. But this was the first time we've actually set out solely for a road trip that was made for the channel. Because mm-hmm. we were planning on doing Route 66. We're planning on going up the coast of California, too. So this was kind of one of our like test runs to see how that kind of did. And I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, honestly, we have always wondered if we would enjoy road tripping. And because every time we have ever been on a long journey in the car, it's always like, let's just get where we need to get. And we never stop along the way. So this was definitely our first dip into like, what is it going to feel like to have time and just be able to just like stop and take in a site that you stumble upon, which we did um, a couple of times. times. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think one of our tricks we'll start rolling into the New York one is is really two hours in the car or less is really what you're shooting for drive time. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to like spread out your day, make sure you see a bunch of different stuff. I think two hours should be your max mm-hmm. if you're planning on traveling in between two places. Now you can always stay at place multiple days. That's totally fine, but you really want to just only be in the car for at most like two hours. Yeah, and that's kind of how we broke up our trip. I think the longest we were in the car was three hours. And right around that two and a half hour mark, I think people started to get a little antsy. And I was like, okay, like, are we going to get there? So I definitely agree. Keep it two to at least two hours. Like you really don't want to go over two hours because then you're going to want to stretch your legs. You're Mm going to kind of run out of a little bit of conversation and getting out of the car and doing something, even if you were going to go further is worth it because then you can kind of get out, stretch your legs. You're mentally kind of refreshed. You can talk Mm -hmm. about whatever it is that you did during your stop for the next couple of hours, if you choose to do that, but keep it two hours or less for sure. Yeah, and she's talking about a vlog, too. I think she meant talking with the other people that are in the car, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I always want to talk with the people that you're with, but for 
you've, you're just going out on a road trip. Again, it's just two hours is like a nice set area. Typically, it's not that long of a drive. You listen to maybe an album of music or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you got your road tunes planned, you could, you shouldn't be going through that. I think that two hours is kind of that perfect max. Yeah, and it worked out perfectly for us um, breaking up the way that we did. So we did it over a week. We did seven days in New York. We flew in on a Sunday. We flew out on a Sunday. Yeah. And we flew into Buffalo, and that's where we started. We started in Buffalo, and we spent two days. We spent two days in Buffalo, which I think was worth it because we at least didn't feel rushed to do what we needed to do, and that was the whole that was the whole goal of the week was to not feel rushed. We had a clipboard of things to hit. If we hit more, great. But we had at least like one thing to do in every city that we were stopping in. And we kind of left it at that. Yeah, Buffalo was an interesting experience. I think going there, um, especially where I went to school at SUNY, it, it was a lot of like that environmental stuff is in Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. When they talk about like toxic waste dumps, Love Canal, those type of things. We did go past Love Canal. So if you want to see that, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lost Girl in Tomorrowland. And you'll see that video. Uh, we didn't really get out and walk around. It was kind of weird for us because we did have family with us. Mm-hmm. So it was like making that decision of whether we get out the car and more investigate this stuff or are we going to stay in the car. And for a little bit of it, we definitely stayed in the car. Yeah, I think towards the end of the trip, we kind of got to the point where we were like, yeah, we're going to get out and do what we want to do. If they want to stay in the car, they can stay in the car. Like they don't have to join us if they don't want to. Yeah. It was, it was a fun trip though. So we, like I said, we started in Buffalo and then we had a stopover in Syracuse. Yay, Syracuse. We did a couple of things around Syracuse. Um, it was a very emotional day. Um, it was a crazy emotional day. I think it was emotions I was not prepared to have, but it's fine. And then we stopped that night in Cooperstown mm-hmm. at a lake. And then the next day we got up, we explored Cooperstown and then we got back in the car and we drove another two hours to just outside Kerhonston to Minnewaska Lodge, which was just south of Lake Minnewaska. So it was literally at like the, the summit, like the bottom of it. And you basically do like a couple of switchbacks and then you're, you're mm-hmm. up at the top, which was breathtaking. That lodge was actually one of the coolest lodges I think we stayed at. Their breakfast options were, pfft. but I will say well, that let's, let's talk about all of them at the end. Let's keep going. So the next day, and then so we got up the next day. We went to Lake Minnewaska. We hiked around Lake Minnewaska. We actually did two different trails. Um, we yeah, did we saw two waterfalls and some snakes. And um, the waterfalls weren't super impressive. Yeah, but but in its defense, we did see Niagara Falls at the beginning of this trip. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, what kind everything. of waterfalls gonna like go toe to toe with that? Um, but yeah, we did see the two waterfalls, and then we headed to Kerhongston. Where's my dad from? And, and we did a full tour yeah, of his was, life. Was interesting. And so, if you guys want to just, if you know of Kerhongston, and you just, or you just want to hear some interesting stories, um, even though they don't maybe necessarily relate to yeah, you. They're still interesting. It's definitely the past. And to where Kerhongston is, because Nancy hasn't said that, it's more of a uh, like um, a retreat from New York City. It used to be like a snow place where people would go from mm-hmm. New York City. But also on the weekends, uh, according to my father, like back in the day, they would come up from New York City on the weekends. Like the wealthy would come and sort of They would of just hang there. out. Yeah, yeah, that was like their, that was their oasis outside of the city. Because you're only, I think it was only about another hour or two to the city from there. It yep. wasn't very long. Um, Stick. Yep. 
we have lost girl stickers yeah that is true we do have lost girl stickers yep um, uh, and, and so we went to Cranston, then we headed to right outside of New York City where we Poughkeepsie. stayed for the night. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. That was interesting. It was very much like North Fort Myers is what I felt like when it I was there. It was a busy city. It was weird. I don't know if it was busy. It was very old. It was um, old. It was definitely old. The hotel wasn't too bad that we stayed the, at. One of the problems was that you couldn't make left turns anywhere. Yeah. So it was really weird trying to like navigate it. Uh, and the reason why you can't make left turns for people who don't know is they basically put like molding up in the middle of that that curbing. They put curbing up in the middle of the the And it only highways. got worse. And it did. It only, it only got, got worse. worse as we like got into New Jersey. Because we were kind of towards the New Jersey <laughs> side of the city, I guess. Um so it took yeah. us through New Jersey and literally we went the New Jersey turnpike and you couldn't turn left at all. Yep. I, I have no idea how people exist in that area because I couldn't. I I miss my turns all the time. Or how you do grocery shopping or like get around at all. You know, it's like you can't make a left. So like you see a target on the left side yeah. of the road. I don't know how you get there. Yeah. You'd have to like get on the interstate, get back off and get, get like, it's really weird. And if you live there, let us know in the comments. We're not hating. We just no, don't know how y'all get around. It's a different way of life. Yeah. Different way of life. And so then we crossed under the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. After we passed the Candy Cane Forest. And we came up literally right by our hotel. Yeah. Yeah, our hotel was less than a mile, probably even less than a half mile from the mm -hmm. Lincoln Tunnel. Because we was, could see the Lincoln Tunnel from our room. It was a really good spot uh, for people who don't want to drive the city. Yeah. Like if you just wanted to drop your car off at your hotel, which is kind of what we did, and then explore the city, this worked really well. I mean, it was $85 a day for parking, mm -hmm. so legit tip there. It's not cheap to park in New York City either way. But it is valet, so you literally, yeah. you go in, you hand your keys to the valet, and they will park it in the parking garage. You don't have to deal with that. And it was weird there. Unlike in Vegas, they didn't wait around for tips. They would just disappear after they gave you stuff, and then we'd have to like hunt them down and be like, hey, here's, here's yeah. 20 bucks. Thanks for taking yeah. care of our car. It was kind of different. Uh, but uh, they did remember our names because probably not a lot of people tip and they probably don't tip as good as we do. Um, no, I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm not like we're money bags here. We gave him two twenties and then we gave him twenties when he helped us do a car service and stuff, which we'll talk about eventually when we get to it. But yeah, so that was, and then we flew home, um, after we explored the city, we spent two days in New York city as well. Yeah. Um, just because it was on the back end of our trip and I knew there was a lot to see, but... And it wasn't fully two days. We got there probably around like 10 o'clock on the first day, so it wasn't a full day. I mean, we weren't yeah. there. Then we spent the night, two nights, and on the second night we got up early and went to the airport and we weren't planning on that, but there was a pride parade that, that day. Yeah, that we were not aware of. So we were kind of screwed because you wouldn't be able to get to the airport if we waited for the pride they parade. They literally were closing the roads down as, as we, we were driving. As, and we left early. Too. Yeah. So um, we got out just in time. Just in time. Yeah. And then returning the car was a nightmare. Oh, gosh, and we'll yes. give you your tips for returning Enterprise cars to LaGuardia. It's It was probably one of the worst experiences I've had returning a car. Well, just finding it. After we got there, it was a smooth yeah. experience. The bus waited for us, which was something that uh, New Yorkers aren't known for being polite if you've never gone there, yeah. especially in New York City. But the driver waited for us and like literally waited for us to get on the bus, then took our bags and put them on the bus for us. I was like, which one are you going to? And we said Delta to him. And he, as soon as he got there, he's like, this is Delta. So he was nicer than most of the people that we ran into in New yeah. York, weirdly. So we, we ran into a couple of nice there. people, yeah, yeah, I have to say. So... 
Let's talk about Buffalo. Buffalo. Let's let's talk about Buffalo. So we stayed um we stayed right outside the Buffalo Airport at a courtyard Marriott. We mm-hmm. did do a whole hotel review on that, so keep an eye on the channel uh, for Let's that hotel review. Yep. And then um everybody kind of flew in that first day, and that's kind of what I wanted was everybody to just kind of fly in and then we would hang out. Um Gary and I had been up for <laughs> a really long time yeah, at that we point. Took a, we took a red eye. Uh, and not just a Vegas. red eye. We got up. I got up on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, did. we actually left from Phoenix, Arizona. So on we had Saturday. A tour on one I day. worked the night before. So I worked on Friday night going into Saturday morning. We took the flight home Saturday morning, mm-hmm. got back to Las Vegas, had like a couple hours at the house to like change over some stuff and yep. repacks a few things. And then we headed right back to the airport that night and took a red eye into Buffalo like crazy people. Well, the red eye went to Detroit first. Uh, so Detroit, if you live in Detroit, nice airport. Yeah, I really like the Massive Detroit respect airport. There. That is, it's a beautiful airport, super open. We were in the Delta Wing, uh, in case you're wondering. It had like a Delta monorail in there I that loved was red. It. That would take you from one end to the other. I mean, it was so it's nice. It's my new airport of choice. It was really nice. Now, obviously, when it gets cold and starts snowing, maybe not the greatest <laughs> airport, but it was super nice. Yeah, so, um, and then we got into Buffalo that morning around 10 a.m., 9 a.m., yeah. 9 a.m. The rental car was a freaking nightmare to get. Yeah, thankfully, there was lucky. nobody really in front of us. Well, the Avis and the... Um, it was the yellow one, Um Hertz. Hertz. Was it? No, it wasn't Hertz. The Hertz guy wanted the Tesla and he couldn't get a Tesla. That's a whole different story, though. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Avis and the one at the end. I think it was Budget. Yeah, Avis and Budget had a line of at least 100 people and there was one person working. It was crazy. We were like, oh, thank God we didn't rent for Budget. Yeah, our, and then I, there was only one person ahead of me in Enterprise. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing in Buffalo. Let us know in the comments if you travel through there, but man. Those people were waiting there for an hour, and he only saw like two of them, and there were like hundreds in line. And then the Hertz people was an interesting story. Like Nacy said, it wasn't just a Tesla guy. There was another guy there who was renting something else. I think it was an SUV, and they didn't have that either. So they're like, oh, we don't have an SUV, but you can take X. And it's like, uh, that's not an SUV. Yeah, and they didn't have the SUV that we rented from Enterprise yeah. either. They were like, oh, I can give you a truck. Yeah, a and truck I was for like, four people. And luggage. I was like, we have four adults. And it rained a couple of those days, too, by the way. So, yeah. yeah no I was thanks. like, no. So they did finally get us in a Toyota Highlander, which wasn't a bad car. It, nice. um, yeah, it actually nice. did really great. Uh, we only filled it up twice, really. Yeah, it was good on gas. Uh, smooth ride. We took it a little bit off road. Uh, not on purpose, but we were searching through a graveyard. We went a little <laughs> bit off the road. So, uh, But that was just because it was dirt roads. Like she's talking about with the Hertz guy, though, he rented a Tesla and I was waiting because it took Nacy forever to go. To yeah, go even though there was only one person. I don't I don't understand what they were talking about or whatever, but it was like forever, y'all. And so it was like 30 minutes. And this guy at the Hertz was trying to rent his Tesla. He rented a Tesla. He reserved it like months in advance. And they're like, we don't have a Tesla for you. And he's like, OK, can I just cancel? Well, if you cancel, you're going to have to pay for it because it's a last minute cancellation. <laughs> How is that possible? You don't have it's what ridiculous. I rented, and you're telling me that it's a last-minute cancellation? It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, maybe if he had fought, he would have got it back, uh, but he he didn't fight. So then he went on his phone to see if he could fix something because 
He had reserved it under his name, but his friend was paying for the deposit, so they had to change the reservation to his friend's name. And the person at the counter couldn't do that. Only a person on the phone could do that, which I'm pretty sure was also a lie. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm not getting involved. It's not my problem. But I'm just listening. And then yeah. th- what they offered him at the end was a $25 gas card, and they were going to give him an SUV. $25 gas card. I'm sorry, Teslas don't run on gas, so you're basically, you should for- foot the whole bill of gas, in my opinion, if you're going to force me to take a gas card. And he was probably really looking forward to renting that Tesla. Right. Because uh, Teslas, I, I, at least my opinion, on the East Coast are not as common Great. as they are out here on the West Coast, even though they have the infrastructure on the East Coast, <laughs> I feel like, more so than they do out here. But... I definitely didn't see as many Teslas out there that I thought I was going to okay. see. But it's just fascinating to me. Like, And that's been our concern. We've been considering renting like a Tesla or even just a convertible to go through Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd have to use Hertz. But every time we think about doing that, it's like, will, will they have the car? Will even have it? Yeah, because I don't want to rent one and then go to pick it up and be like, we don't have it. Because then I'd just be like, all right, well, then I'm done. And they'd be like, no, you can't have your money back. And then I'd just be stuck anyways. So. Right. Yeah, so it's definitely, I don't know, have his, has anybody here, like, successfully rented yeah. a, a Tesla from Hertz? Because if so, like, I'm curious, like, how did you do it? Did you end up, like, paying them extra? Like, what happened? Um. So, yeah, so we picked up the rental car, and Gary's dad was due in about an hour after we had the rental car, if that. I think he got in early. He said too. Uh, I mean, we got it at like ten. He he rolled in about eleven sixteen. I mean, it was a little bit early. It was like five minutes, but it wasn't that big. But we figured instead of going to the hotel, which probably wasn't going to have a room for us anyways, to just wait. Yeah. At the airport. Yeah. So we just waited at the airport. It was funny too. My dad doesn't uh, do the free texting on the planes. He didn't even no. know that they exist. So he turns his phone off. And it might be in airplane mode. It might be completely off. I don't know. So there's he follows no the rules. So there's no way to get in touch with him. So we like texting him, calling him. And of course, his phone's off. So we're just getting the, hey, leave a message thing. And it was like, okay, uh, please pick up your phone. <laughs> we're like, we're waiting for like, you, we sir. Are, we are literally waiting for you out here. We'd like sir, you to get here already. Sir, tell us when you land. And then he did finally turn his phone on. Yeah. yeah and I we mean, were finally able to like get in touch with him. But Because we were considering going to like the cell phone lot and waiting. But then we're like, but then we have to drive back around. Why not Mm -hmm. just wait here? No one cares that we're here. Uh, They absolutely ignored us 100% even when we got the thing. Like Nacy got the free, well, it wasn't free. It was a $20 a day transponder or whatever, $20 a trip transponder. Um, And it took forever to get that. She literally rented it. And then they were like, oh, here's this. And it's like, oh, yeah. We didn't even know if we put it on right. Yeah, we had no idea. Which we just got the bill for the tolls, which was like forty something dollars, which isn't bad for the week, but yeah, forty. Orlando and New York, man. Orlando and New York. I don't know how you people let them toll you like they do. You live there. Have some respect for yourself and take back your streets. You already pay taxes for them. Why are you letting them toll yeah, up everything? It's crazy. I get if it's like a special bridge that you built, and then that eventually goes away after a certain time. But if it's just every road is like, oh, here's a tow road. Why? Why is this a yeah. tow, tow road? Why, why are we doing this to ourselves? It was crazy. And New York used to have people at their toll booths. But right around COVID was when Cuomo was like, nope, yeah. 
we're pulling all the people. COVID's like the perfect opportunity. And they went digital for every single toll. I think that's ridiculous because if you have a problem, you can't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, They supposedly mail it to you. And the thing that we found in Orlando when they mail you it, it could be years. Well, it could be, and it's always wrong, yes, but it could be years later. And they're like, hey, this is from October. You owe of money. This is from October 2016. You still owe us this, and it's like 2023, 20, and you're like, well, that was six years ago. I don't owe you anything. Yeah. And there's no way to prove that you weren't there. They just have a transponder that's attached to it. And it's funny, speaking of that, my sister actually got one not that long ago. She hasn't been to Florida in years, and it was on her old license plate from one of her mm-hmm. cars. And she's like, I don't even have that car anymore. I sold that years ago. And that was the temporary tag for the car. Why is it that you're mailing me this bill? That's so, crazy. So if you think those license by plate things work, they don't either. They really don't. Uh, and so I would be hesitant if you live there for that because they'll just mail you a ticket. And if you don't pay it, they'll take your license away. Yeah, they do it. They um, you have to pay it before you renew. Yeah, it's insane. It's every it's every year. Insane. But they yeah. can also get rid of your license mid-drive, and if you get pulled over, they'll just arrest you. I mean, why do you let them do this to you, New York and the Florida? Why are you doing this to yourselves? You're not benefiting from this at all. I've seen your roads. We've seen your roads. They are not good. <laughs> okay. So, back <sighs> Sorry, to... off my soapbox. Back to... We picked his dad up from the airport, um, and then we went to the hotel. We were really hoping, really hoping that they were going to have a room for us. They did not, but they said they would have one soon. So we went and they got lied. food. They yeah. lied. They lied. They said it was going to be like 45 minutes. And then like two hours later, they still didn't have a room ready for us. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. So we went out to Carabas and it was yeah. okay. I mean, the Carabas wasn't, it's Carabas. If you've had Carabas, it's like a wannabe Italian uh, It's a chain restaurant. It's like and a wannabe it, good Italian There were fruit place. flies flying around this Carabas, so... Yeah, but again, we just had the bread. I had my typical chicken marsala. We had Nancy some had burrata. Fettuccine. Yeah. Peas thing that she gets. Pasta wheezy. Uh, so it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Uh, but that was that was fun. That took about two hours. We got back. They still didn't have the room done. Yeah. Then we did finally get a room. Yeah. We did finally get a room. And your dad's room, the air conditioning did not work. We At found all. out later. At all. Um, he went in there and the room was hotter than Hades and it was actually nice in New York. Um, mm-hmm. that day it was actually really nice outside. Yeah. So we were, we opened the windows and he cranked on his air and we were like, Oh, come hang out in our room for a while. And so our room was hot as Hades too at the beginning, but at least our air somewhat worked. Yeah. And we opened the window and aired out the room a little yeah. bit too. So, but, um, then it came time to pick up Fran Fran. So I fell asleep. So we were in the room talking and I was just laying on the bed and I just, I just went to sleep. I was like, I am so tired. I was tired too. Two straight days. Well, the problem was Fran Fran was supposed to have an Uber, was supposed to get an Uber to the hotel. Yes. And then she decided to text my dad to come pick her up. But my dad doesn't have a car. We had the car. Yeah, we We were in the car. car. And so I graciously was like, it's fine. Graciously. Should have been like, get the damn Uber. I was like, it's fine. It's only 10 minutes away. I was awake at that point, whatever, and I was thinking, well, maybe we'll just come back to the hotel and hang out. That's not how Fran Fran works. And I, I, I learned this on the first night. She was like, let's go out. And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm awake now. It's fine. Had no idea where we were going either, um, but she did find this like little park 
along the lake that we went and we walked and saw these like really big ships and then came the hunt for friend friends food <sighs> this was a theme throughout the entire trip yes yes it was and i don't think anybody's gonna listen to this that knows fran fran that might say something to fran fran well, I mean, she's got a gluten tolerance. It's not entirely her fault, but she's definitely grills every restaurant we go to. Like she's like five zero, and they're in her crosshairs. It's uh, it's interesting. And food allergies are serious. Uh, yeah. They definitely are something that should be taken very seriously. But at the same time, she was going off of the information that she has from an app. And I'll say this to her, and I'll say this to anybody: if you're gonna, if you either believe the app or you don't. Like, you either trust that it's going to give you good information or you don't. Yeah. And she just never trusted it. And we ended up at some weird taco place that was really um, a chain. And we left. It was like a Taco Bell, but you're not even that good. And this was a Sunday night. Yes. And Buffalo is not a big town. It's a small town, really, yeah. in all honesty. And so she was pretty shocked that everything was starting to close. I'm like, well, it's 8 o'clock. Everything's going to shut down here in the next probably half hour. And by the skin of our teeth, we found a bar in downtown Buffalo. And we street parked. I didn't parallel park. We street parked, though. And we paid for our street parking. And we ran into the restaurant and asked if they would still feed us, even though they closed in 10 minutes and they graciously said yes and there was the bar was still pretty full of people to be completely honest so i don't think they were closing closing down um and then we got burgers and they were some of the best burgers i think i've ever had and we got drinks and we headed back to the hotel and i passed out yeah something that should, people should know if you're listening and you've never actually been to new york outside of new york city new york is basically small towns mm -hmm. uh, buffalo is a little big uh, Syracuse is a little big, Rochester's a little big, but they're not that big. Uh, they're not as big as obviously New York City, but they're mm -hmm. not as big as other cities either. So it's like a small town conservative area outside of New York City for those who haven't been there before. Yeah. So everything closes like it does in small towns. It, it closes at like eight o'clock on Saturday. So that's one of the issues that a legit tip if you're flying into an area like that, make sure you're thinking about food when you come in because even the grocery stores are going to be closed at that time. Yeah. So we got back, we we crashed, and then we got up the next morning and headed to Niagara. Yeah. And that was actually really fun. Um, mm -hmm. I have to say, I had never been to Niagara. We thought about taking a detour when we were leaving New York and moving to Las Vegas a couple years ago. And we decided not to. And I'm kind of glad we did. Like, we didn't decide to go. Because this trip would... I if Because that's all we would have done is just looked at the falls. And I would have been like, eh, it's not worth going back to. Um, but we did go. We looked at the falls, the falls for a while. And then we got on the Maid of the Mist. Yeah, it was cool. It's a little touristy area around Niagara Falls if you haven't ever been there. So it's kind of like this little tourist town. It reminded me of Helen a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it had old buildings. Really, I'd love cool to see the area. Canadian side. The, the food isn't that great on the American side, just FYI. If you're going there and you're stuck eating, uh, hopefully you have a passport because, like she said, the Canadian side is much nicer, much more touristy, much more friendly to tourists. Um, on the American side, it just has the big Niagara Falls Park, which is awesome. Uh, but that's all that is there. Yeah. And we parked, walked to the falls. It was funny. We saw the backside. I'm like, that's going to be the falls. And everyone's looking at me. I'm like, that's the falls. 
And it's like, this is the backside of the falls. And everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, you realize the water has to come from somewhere, right? That's where it goes. It's the backside <laughs> of the falls. I and they got it meant, when they saw it, but they didn't understand what I'm saying. I it. thought he meant like the backside of the falls, like the backside of the water. And I was like, no, we're not. They, uh, but I did finally understand what he meant to say. Uh, that's correct. That is the backside of the waterfall. <laughs> like it's, but anyways, it, it's cool. It, it's cool to see. It's Honestly, if you want to see the falls and just stand from the shoreline, again, the Canadian side has that beat. I know yeah. it, it's technically on the American side, but the views are totally better from the Canadian mm-hmm. side. And if you go, the Maid of the Mist was awesome. That was, was, that awesome. was something I was not expecting to be as intense as it was. Oh, my gosh, yes. They put you right in that water. Like, it's intense. Like, and you're, and I think when I say intense, it's like, I was just worried I was going to drop something. Yeah. And lose it. Oh, yeah. To the falls. We almost lost our hat. Like, we almost lost that. They don't say anything about. Don't wear your hats. Don't wear hats. If you're going to wear a backpack, make sure to put the backpack under the trash bag they give you. Yeah. uh, To keep it dry. Like, you have to do these things. If you're going to tape with a camera or anything, don't. Yeah, it's not uh, worth a it. A legit tip is just use your phone because it's waterproof. Mm-hmm. Your camera, I almost lost my lens. It was giving me issues afterwards. It was like, lens is not compatible. And I'm like, I know this is not compatible. Luckily, there's no real features on our lens other than autofocus. And it was like, lens is not compatible. I'm like, I know it's compatible. So I just kept filming and eventually it went away. But like. <laughs> yeah, Gary's like, well, I was going to upgrade the camera. Yep. I guess this is what's going to do it. <laughs> But it, but it actually made it through okay. We held it down and tried to like shield it as much as we yeah, could. Yeah, I held but, the camera and I kind of held it behind my body and used my body as like most of the shield. Yeah, and then but I, we got so wet. Well, then I put my leg in front too, so we could try to like at least limit it as much as possible. We got soaked. Like you're not even close to the falls when you start getting soaked. Yeah, you're like midway out in that pond or whatever you want to call it, lake. I guess. I, I mean, that's not really retention. Like, reservoir i mean it runs into the great lakes so technically i'm guessing it's part of it but it's like this little runoff area and you're like a good like 30 40 feet away from the falls and then all of a sudden you're just like slammed with it and And it's rocky and the ship is rocky yeah too and you're just like okay um i know i need to hold on but I also need to hold on to my stuff. Right. And I just, oh, there was a moment that I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to fall and I'm going to drop something. So I basically gave Gary my phone, which I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have held on to my phone a little longer, but I couldn't reach my pockets because they were under and I couldn't lift the jacket to actually put my stuff in my pockets. And I was holding the camera. And in my opinion, the camera meant more than my phone. Because I was like, I could just go buy another phone. <laughs> I can't really buy another camera. Like, yeah. Right. Well, I get that. And also, like, it's it's just, there's no warning. Like, their warning system, mm-hmm. you can't hear what they're saying. They're talking about, like, uh, the boat's called the Tesla. So they were talking about Nikola Tesla a little bit and stuff. But you'd have to be able to hear really well to hear any of that. Yeah, maybe I, the underneath side could because we were on maybe, top. Maybe we were on top. Yeah, maybe the underside probably could hear it better. That's true because it would probably echo a little bit in there. We could not hear it at all. But it was. And then when the well, well and then when the water starts going, I can't see out of my glasses. They were all fogged too. up and drenched with water. They should give you goggles. It was crazy. I'm like, I, you, you can't wipe them because your whole body's wet. Yeah. So there's no dry thing to wipe them off of. So I'm kind of like looking away and trying to like side eye it through the side of the. It was. It was fun. Too super fun. It was so, so much fun. Uh, but it's crazy the intensity of that water. It was 
Yeah, and then then you're in the thick of it. Into the thick of it. And there's literally nothing you can do because you can't see. You're in it to win it. And in my brain, I'm like, if this ship goes down, like if it starts taking on water all of a sudden, how, what am I going to do? Just float away and you'll float away in like 10 seconds. Like it would literally just push you out. But anyways, that's, but like the ship was really rocky. I don't even know if it has a pilot. I think it's automatic. I didn't see one pilot on that ship. It was weird. Uh, Maybe they're hidden somewhere. Uh, Let us know in the comments if you've ever been on one. But I don't know where they would hide the pilot on that ship, whatever, captain on that ship. Yeah, it was. was, And then so you go all the way inside. The furthest one. Yeah, you go all the way down to the far side. And then they turn around and and give you another. Yeah, they take you back and then they kind of go out a little bit. So you get like a more non-sprayed view Mm -hmm. of the falls. And then they bring you in. A circle back around. And it's nice that they think about, so both sides of the boat get the view. So they'll, they'll bring it back on one side, take it out on one side, so you get the whole, you don't have to try to, like, fight mm-hmm. people to get over and stuff, though people are still trying to fight us to get to the edge. Uh, but you don't have to, because it kind of, like, moves around. It, it really it's good, fun, uh, interesting, and, and you can keep the trash bag if you want. Yeah, and my tip, my tip is if you like Chacos or you like... Um, Oh my God. The other one that I have, um, they're basically like outdoor strappy hiking sandals. If you like those, highly recommend wearing those if you're going to Niagara Yeah. because then your feet dry out. You don't have to slosh around in wet shoes. Um, that's what I did out of the group. Everybody else was in tennis shoes. I do think their shoes dried out fairly quickly, but just keep in mind if that's a thing for you and you don't like your feet in wet shoes, that might be uh, an appropriate option. Yeah. To try. Another legit tip for you is that the visitor center isn't currently open right now. And mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's going to be open in the next few months either. Nothing on the website says that. Nothing that we saw said that. But we got there. The parking lot, the closest parking lot's closed. And the visitor center is under remodel. So there's no, like, educational pieces to it. There's no uh, thrifts. Well, I don't want to say thrift store. There's no, like, uh, store to buy yeah. gifts. There really was it. Other than the Maid of the Mist store, uh, and that was really the only thing, and you had to go on the Maid of the Mist. Not that I'm sure they'd let you go in there and shop if you wanted to, but that was the only actual shop that was. And I will also say go early in the day because we went early in the day. We got the ride done, everything done before lunchtime, before noon. And it was getting And it was getting super busy at the time that we left. So if you want to beat the crowds and you don't want to feel super rushed, I would definitely say hit the falls in the morning and then go get lunch somewhere. I think if we hadn't had um, a dietary issue in the group, we probably would have found a place to eat lunch, like no problem and would have just hung out and it wouldn't have been as big of an issue as it was. And we went on a Monday too. So it was just, it was the beginning of the week. It, it was, it, it was probably one of their lower days too. And mm-hmm. there was still a ton of people there trying to get on that made of the mist. And, and it was summer, like, you know, it's, yeah. it was the peak of summer and but I had a blast. I thought it was a lot of fun. And then later that day, we went looking for sea glass or yeah. lake glass. Well, first we went to Love Canal. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we, we drove around Love Canal. We got a bite to eat at this cool little gastro pub. It was nice, you know. It's actually really good chicken tenders. Went to Wegmans. Went to a Wegmans because my aunt wanted to see what a Wegmans looked like and it's, it's not as good as Publix. still it's isn't. Um, it's different from a grocery store, but I think it's just because they're so pitiful. It reminded me of a Kroger. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a nicer Kroger. Yeah, it definitely made me feel like a Kroger type situation. And I don't think it used to be like that, but <laughs> it definitely felt like a Kroger. Yeah. And it wasn't the biggest one. The biggest one is in Syracuse, which, so, yes. which we, we did not. Shop at. We, yeah, the one, that was the one we did go shopping at, but we mm-hmm. never we did not stop at that one on our way back through. No, we, we didn't go to that side of Syracuse that much. We didn't actually explore the city too in depth. Yeah. We more went to where we used to live and how, where we used to spend time, which was obviously the poor area because we didn't have money. When we, we were, were there. so poor. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, yeah, so we went and we sat out on the patio that night and had some drinks. Well, and, and we went to get beach glass. So we did go to get beach glass at uh, Beach State Beach Street, Beach, beach Wood. Beach, yeah, Beach Wood. Something like that. Uh, you'll see it in our video if you look over at Lost Girl Tomorrowland. Uh, nice, okay beach. I mean, it's kind of weird. Uh, there was nowhere to sit down. Yeah. Nowhere yes. to sit down on this beach. And it was a weird beach because it wasn't on the ocean. It was on a lake. Yes. And you had to go through like a nature preserve to actually get to the beach. So if you actually wanted to go there, you had to carry all of your beach stuff through this like nature preserve. It was weird. Which was, it was weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Kind of like made me think area. of Fort Myers Beach. Uh, kind of, yeah. But n- maybe more so like Sanibel Captiva, where you had the longer walks to get to the beach. But maybe there's no, there's not very many places that have like a nature preserve between the beach. It's typically in Florida, there's a nature preserve and then there's beaches. Like they're two separate things. Yeah. So it's kind of not like anything that that Florida has, and that's that's my biggest experience in beaches. That's why we talk about Florida when we talk about beaches. Uh, it was a nice beach though when we got there. I mean, the water didn't look nice. We no, didn't go in it. No, we didn't go very far uh, at all. We didn't have suits. We didn't have towels. So yeah. we were just like uh, Gary's foot was still hurting too. So yeah, and we were like, it's a beach. It's nice, you know, but it's not. Something. We we told them go do your thing. Yeah, go have fun. We're gonna just come back to the car when you're done. So Fran Fran went off and hunted her glass. Uh, she was fairly successful. Yeah, from what she showed us. I'm not yeah. sure. Not sure what you do with it after you collect it, but she was fairly successful. She was excited it. to see a beach, and I just wanted to be like, you know, that's not a real beach. You have beaches yes. literally outside your front door. Yep. This is not a beach. This is not a beach. This, this is, is a, a lake. This is a lake. Across the street from, what was it, a Ford plant? Yep. It was a Ford plant. Yep. Right across yes. the street was a Ford plant. Ford plant. Right across massive, the street. Massive Ford plant, yes. So, you know, you just got to think about that and think about all the waste. And that was another thing that was interesting about this trip. It was a very educational trip for the family that was along the trip with us. Yeah. They learned a lot about what Gary knows about New York State history and just like the environmental side of things in New York. Because like you said, we went to Love Canal. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely yeah. blew Fran Fran's mind. It's fascinating seeing it. I mean, I, I last time I saw it was probably like 2009, I think. I uh, went on a trip, and it looked just overgrown. It looked the exact same. Nothing had changed. Uh, it's crazy to think how many people just live right around there. Yeah, so many houses, like So feet. many houses, and it's like, do you know what you live next to? Because if that, like, explodes or does anything, you're poisoned, like, within minutes. Like, you're not going to live. So it's just fascinating to think how close they live to these toxic dumps. And they're just like, eh, this is where I live. There's a kid fishing in the yeah. rivers that run through Love Canal. And I was just like, oh, you're going to have cancer. Like, Yeah, if he doesn't already. Man. 
So, yeah, so it was it was definitely interesting to see some of these places with my own eyes, too. I think I think that was fascinating. And then, yeah, so we wrapped up our day, met a really weird guy. Yes, he was from Florida. From Florida, who kept talking about how the gators Gators were escaping after the hurricane. We have no idea what gators are and like how dangerous Florida has become because all the gators escaped from this lake that he lived by. And I was like. Okay. Okay. Sounds cool, man. He just kept going back to it, though. And then uh, we got up the next morning, and we got some Dunkin'. We got some Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, my... Everybody was a Dunkin' fan. You know, one thing we did not do was make her try Tim Hortons. We did not make her try Tim Hortons. Because you wanted to get her Dunkin', because that's what she liked, so we just got her Dunkin'. Well, yeah, because I was trying to appease... (sighs) Peace, Fran, Fran. Yeah, so we headed out that day from Buffalo. Uh, after after the next day, we woke up in the morning, got our Duncan. We headed over to the Syracuse area. We stopped by this like uh, Hudson Canal, yeah, uh, locks, which was super cool. Yeah, it was a. We stopped to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then we found like this whole thing, literally off yeah, the side was, of the interstate. It was a museum with a little village connected to it. Was it was crazy. And the locks thing. It was. It was really cool. It was amazing. Um, and then we got back in the car and we finished the drive to Syracuse, which Syracuse. ended on the front porch of the house that we used to live in. Yep. That we spent like three or four years in. And apparently some uh, rental company owns it now. Now, I'm not sure if the, the original person just lets them rent it and mm-hmm. they're like his, his, you know, renter people or if he sold it. Uh, but it definitely looked slightly better, but definitely was not maintained still. Yeah, it definitely still had not, because that like, house was falling in on itself when yeah, we lived in it. It's the it's the hundred percent example of slapping lipstick on a pig. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all it is. It's just they redid the siding on siding the outside. They redid the patio, which needed to be done because the boards were literally falling through when we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they extended the garage, the, not the garage, the driveway a little bit on the side there. They yeah, put that they, asphalt. They widened it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, they took out the big tree yeah, out of the out front, the tree. which was causing sewage overflow. So it makes sense. Yeah. You would have to do that. And then it looked like it'd been gone for a while. So they probably yeah. did it probably not long after we left. Oh yeah. That's my guess. Cause the city was coming after him. Yep. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything serious to fix it. Yeah. He's like, oh, dump this particles in the toilet. And it's like, no, you don't you have pay a, me. You have well, a no. root you system. Yeah, but you also don't pay us to fix stuff in your house. We're not going to pay you rent and then fix things for you. That's not how this works. Yeah, that's not how this works. Um, but anyways, it was interesting. Uh, it would have been interesting to see inside because the, the, the bathroom, the only bathroom in the house was never finished when we were there. Yeah. Uh, to see what they actually did with that would be interesting, but we didn't care enough to. I mean, we saw enough of it. It was it was, en- it was emotional enough just being outside on the patio for me. Yeah. I just could not control the tears, but <laughs> and I don't think it was that they were happy tears or sad tears. It was just like in a cathartic like, yeah. hey, like I don't ever have to live in this house again. Yeah, I think it was that, but also like Loki, Logan were babies when we yeah. lived there, you know. Yeah. And Fuji was a little older, but she was still in she her was, prime. Yeah. So that she was, was definitely her prime time, yeah. She was around, and that was when she was starting to go see now with the whole losing the mouth <laughs> at the end. But, you know, so that was kind of like, that was the place that we were all together as yeah. like a family. So I Our babies. Yeah. Our babies were all there. 
and you know we trained a lo- we trained a lot of the stuff we did with them in that house mm-hmm. too. Yeah, we taught Logan to sort of come when he was called. Did the best he <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> you know, we sit out on the patio and we'd sit up on the um the deck and we'd have conversations about where we wanted to be and what we wanted to do. Yeah, and we it's had our two Adirondack chairs on that deck, even though it was falling apart. And I have to say it's interesting, and I didn't say this when we were around your dad and your aunt, because I don't think they would have understood, but it's interesting that the ideas that we had then are completely different than the ideas we have now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's completely different. And I wanted to say that while we were there, but then at the same time, I was like, and there's other people here. They're not going to understand, like, the conversations that we had out there, but... But we did. We had so many talks because it was too hot to sit in the house, first of all, because there was no air conditioning. Yeah, there's no air conditioning. There's no central heat either. <laughs> yeah. So anytime we could escape the elements and be outside and just like breathe in the fresh air, we did. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just being back on that porch again. And again, we're kind of in a weird transition point in our life again. Yeah. Now. We're, we're trying to figure out what green consulting is going to be and how that moves forward and trying to find like. Yeah people to, to help with that and yeah just just a whole different like ball game we're going through right now and i never would have thought sitting on that front porch that we would be where we are today oh yeah so it's 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 interesting um in that aspect too to think about it from those that lens well of, i mean too then we went to the park that we used to go to so we always used to go to this park that was right down the road from our house we'd literally just walk there mm-hmm. uh, and we'd walk around the corner we'd go to this park we'd shoot baskets We'd swing on the swing sets. We would just like hang out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macy had a friend at the time that would sometimes come and hang out too, but it was just basically us two just hanging out in this park with the dogs. Yeah. Being the dogs. The um, dogs being the dogs. And so it was fun, but we went back there and now it's like surrounded by fences. We saw cops everywhere. There were so many cops. It was insane. Like, I don't know what has happened. If you know, when you live in Syracuse, right outside where the Basketball team practice, that practice facility right across the roads, that park. Uh, what what happened there? What is happening there yeah. that you need that many police officers? Uh, and there was this huge, like, school playing in the field. Maybe mm-hmm. that has something to do with it, but it was just ridiculous. It was busy. And, and again, it was the middle of the week. It was summertime. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a summer camp or yeah. or what was going on in that, that field, but it was... It was interesting because I was ex- fully expecting to go back there and it'd be empty. Yeah, because it always was when yeah. we lived there. No one ever went to that park. You'd occasionally see people like playing baseball or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was just, like small groups. It wasn't like teams or anything. Yeah, I've never seen that park that busy. Yeah, never. So, um, then we and went then to the we, Oakwood Cemetery. Yeah, we hopped over to the to the cemetery. Which so. is uh, amazing if you're ever in Syracuse and you want to see a really, really cool cemetery. That it's, is- it's massive. It is absolutely massive. And we got lost kind of going back through it too i mean we kind of have an idea of where we wanted to be but like we still kind of got turned around and then all of a sudden gary found his way and he was like nope it is right over here and then well we went in a different entrance than i normally do so yeah we had to sort of recorrect where where we wanted to go and as soon as i found the one landmark i knew exactly where it was but yeah i was stuck with dad and fran fran um and I was like, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna drive the car any further than we need to, so let's go find the main road because I'm pretty sure it's off of the main road. Yeah. 
And so I kind of finally got around and I literally just put in drive to Gary's direction because he sent me a, a pin to where he was. When I was still on the road. <laughs> I did it from the main road. I sent her the pen. And uh, and then we found him yeah. and we spent a little bit of time out there and your aunt really felt like she had to clean the gravestone, which whatever. Friend, friend, being friend, friend. Uh, the grave is like on the Smithsonian's like great artwork in the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, it's awesome. It's it's an amazing piece. Uh, and I just remember walking past that almost every day for four years, multiple times. Uh, so it's just interesting sort of being back there. We didn't go to the front part with the pyramids and stuff. Yeah. Uh, just because we were kind of running out of time at that point. But uh, yeah, we spent almost two hours in this graveyard. Yeah, it was really cool seeing some of the old stuff. Uh, it looks almost the exact same. Some stuff has been cleaned a little bit, like the Oakwood Cemetery thing that's right across the way from the lion statue has been cleaned. But it's definitely still kind of run down. Yeah. Um, and then they were redoing one of the, I don't know if they're monasteries or mausoleums or I don't know what they're actually called. Uh, they were redoing the one that was right down the road from it. So they had like fences around it and stuff, which is good to see because it definitely needs some help. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want anything to do with Syracuse or going to SUNY. We didn't really see them. Uh, we didn't go on their campus or anything just because no. uh, there's not much to see. They're just boring old buildings. Well, not only that, but I think there's definitely a lot of negative emotions surrounding that. So yeah. why even like why even go down that road if yeah. we don't have to? So yeah. and then we headed to Middletown, which we didn't do that much when we lived there because mm -mm. uh, that was that was the rich people money. You know, like yeah, we, we were we were living off of financial aid from him and me. Yeah, we lived off about $8,000 for about four to six months. It was crazy. And yeah. then the little bit of work that I did yeah. paid like a minuscule amount of bills. And yeah. then I went to school. And then the little bit of work that I got paid for yeah. uh, was like 2000 I think together we lived off like a total of twelve to $13,000 a year. Yeah. It was I crazy. We don't would know stretch. how we did it. We would just stretch that money. We didn't buy anything. We barely ate. We just kind of... We lived off the good it. graces of people who gave us money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I think my parents probably gave me money here and there. And then the car that we had was the car that they were paying for. But yeah. whatever. That was. Yeah. That's a whole other story. That's but, a whole other story. Yeah. But, uh, we went downtown. We got to see Dinosaur Barbecue, which. We only uh, ever got takeout from when we lived there. Well, I mean, when we lived in Albany, we ate there all the time. Um not that location, but the dinosaur yeah. barbecue. Oh my gosh, I love dinosaur barbecue. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it was good. So Their deviled good. eggs are, I can't even, like, oh, it is like a God. southern delicacy oh that they God. have down packed, and they are like the northeast. And the wings, the, the chicken the, wings, the uh, smoked mm. wings that they do. So oh, good. To die for, y'all. To die for. That is the one thing that was like, we had some really good food on this trip, which is yeah. weird. Even in Buffalo, we had really good food. When we lived in when we lived in Syracuse and we lived in Albany, we was, didn't get the greatest food. It was really hard to find good food. We just got really freaking lucky, except for New York City, which we'll talk about in a minute. It was okay, not not great, but like man, dinosaur, holy cow, make some good food. Yes. Now we got the steak there. The steak was not as good as the one in Albany. Yeah, um, it was Albany not cooked was right. so good. It was not cooked right. It was a little bit off, uh, not in a bad way. It was just not cooked right, so it was a little too well done for my taste. Um, but it was still good. Uh, but the barbecue was banging. I don't, I don't recommend the ribs. I'm not sure they do really great ribs, but everything else they do is really good. So really good. once we wrapped up at Dinosaur, 
Oh, yeah, and I parallel parked for the first time she in did. my life. She parallel parked in downtown Syracuse. Which, thankfully, nobody was really coming. Yeah, but you did a good job. You only took you three times. I, got, I had good months. coaches in the car. So between Gary's dad and Gary, I was able to parallel park the car. And I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> Will it be replicated? I don't know. Probably someday we'll have to park again. <laughs> but yeah, so then we got back in the car and we finished our drive over to Cooperstown, which I think was like another hour and a half. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad though. Yeah, that was our longest day in the car was yep. the Syracuse day because we drove from Buffalo to Syracuse, which was roughly two hours. Yeah. Got yep. out, did the stuff, and then we drove almost another two hours to Cooperstown. I think it was like an hour and a half. Actually. And it was mostly because it was off yeah. off the highway, curvy, mountainy roads because you had to drive through the Catskills and then you headed down to the lake. and Yeah. Which the view from that place was spectacular. Like that place, the views were a hundred percent great. Hotel so we'll, room. We'll have two videos on that because we saw every single hotel room almost that they offer, except for the bigger cabins. <laughs> we literally saw because they set us up in a room that smelled like uh, mold. Like it was bad mold. I would argue that that was probably the nicest view. Yeah. Of any hotel that we stayed at. I would agree. Maybe Manawaska was up there, but. It was really nice. The lake was nice. The bugs were a little heavy because it was around a lake, so we had some uh, mosquitoes and stuff. But I think I think really I would nice. put Minnewaska over it only because Minnewaska didn't sound, smell like mold. And yeah. all of the rooms all of the rooms were old. old. Yeah, they definitely smelled like your grandparents' old home yeah. where they, you like walk in, it's got that like um, mothball smell mixed or with Or like, like a old. thrift store. Yep. If you know what a thrift store smells like. And it kind of looks like they got all their furniture from a thrift store, so that doesn't surprise me. Like, nothing matched. It was yeah. all older stuff. hodgepodge together of different things. Now, don't get me wrong. Not a bad place to stay. Yeah. It really wasn't a bad place to stay. Just kind of know what you're in for. Yeah. And do not let them give you a mold room. Yeah. Because they'll try. They will definitely try, and we had to pay more money to get moved yeah. out of the room, but I'm glad we did because I probably would not have felt good the next day. No, it was worth it. It was worth it to move. Uh, my, my dad's room was okay. My aunt's room was okay. It still had that little bit of old smell to it, mm -hmm. but it wasn't moldy. And they were right off the pool. Yeah, and they were So right they the had pool. the pool room. They have pool rooms. They had lake view rooms. They had no view rooms, and then they had cabins. And cabins, yeah. And we took one of the cabins. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what we ended up moving to, which was right next to the game room, which closed at nine for some reason and also charged you for every game. It's it like, was come weird. On, stop being, stop being a price get. Make them free. The Wi-Fi definitely doesn't work out there. So if you're looking <sighs> yeah. for a place to disconnect, that is your place to disconnect yep. and be like, I, I have terrible cell service. No phone, no cell. Yeah. So if you're looking to truly disconnect and connect back with your family, it's probably. A great place to go. Depends on what your family, who your family is. Yeah. But so we had a nice night. Uh, it's weird. It had an indoor and an outdoor pool. It had an, it had an indoor jacuzzi mm -hmm. with, a, with definitely some swinger vibes going on in there. <laughs> uh, but it was nice. Honestly, that was a nice one. We got up the next morning and we went to Cooperstown. To Cooperstown uh, that day it was unev uneventful for the most part. We we did the Hall of Fame, which was cool. Um. Baseball Hall of Fame, in case you're wondering. We ate at a little deli. That was meh. It was, yeah, it was okay. The little town of Cooperstown was Yeah, awesome. I love Cooperstown. The old buildings, the old baseball field was super cool to sit down and actually like sit down and. It's definitely probably one of my favorite time. little cities in New York. Yeah. 
for sure. In the summertime, not so much the yeah, winter time because we did go yeah, the very did. first time in the middle of winter and it just it was still quaint, but nothing's open yeah. in the winter there. It's very seasonal. Well, you can see that on Lost Girl and Tomorrowland YouTube page, too. You can see our first visit to Cooperstown in the snow with the sludgy car and just it was crazy. Crazy. But we had the museum pretty much to ourselves that day. We did. Which so was there are some benefits. A huge contrast to it was super busy. Uh, not 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 the busiest museum that we've ever been to, but it was definitely yeah. busy. Um so yeah, we spent four four hours in the baseball hall of fame. Yeah. Four, because we had to keep renewing our parking. <laughs> and that's the only reason I knew how long we had spent in there was because we were like, we're not even halfway through this yet. It just, it goes and it goes and it goes and it's great. I absolutely love it. It's got a lot of information, but just, just be prepared to spend at least three hours there. Agreed. And it's, it's a nice, it's one of my favorite museums. Honestly, it's one of my favorite museums. It has a lot of stuff to it. Uh, it has a lot of baseball stuff. It has a lot of off baseball stuff that's sort of related to baseball and mm-hmm. it has like fan stuff and stadium stuff. And it's just, it's filled with like a ton of, ton of really interesting So many stuff. things. Yeah. And the, the store that they have also is really cool. Um, yeah. We bought, we did buy a baseball card at the store. Holy Grail. We bought the uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, upper deck. This is a holy, considered a Holy Grail. And it's signed. So that was awesome. And rare again. Yeah. And PSA certified. So. And then nice I card. got... Savannah Banana sticker? No. Oh, you got the Freddie Freeman rookie card? I got the Freddie Freeman card. So we went to a different store and got a Freddie Freeman rookie card. Which was pretty cool that they had (laughs) a ton of like baseball card stores there. Agreed. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So we can say we got cards in Cooperstown. Yeah. So. And we actually got two from the Hall of Fame. I got that one, the Griffey, and then I got an Andrew Jones autographed rookie card that they had there, who should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way, so. If writers of America are missing, you need to really vote him in. But um, yeah, it was super fun. And Fred McGriff was getting inducted, who Macy probably doesn't know, but he was a Braves first baseman during their during their championship run until the expansion draft and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays took him. Uh, But he was their first baseman, so that's awesome that he's getting inducted. So we got a magnet with his name on it, which is awesome. Uh, He's called the Crime Dog for anybody who doesn't like baseball. That's his nickname is the Crime Dog. Why? Uh, Fred McGriff uh, just looks like the crime dog. He kind uh, of looks like the crime dog. If you remember, there's like a whole dare, but it was yeah. also a crime dog. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what it was after. Okay, okay. Uh, so he was getting inducted, so we got to see his plate and stuff. Uh, and just really cool. And I really like the downtown walk. I mean, that whole like town is just cute. I mean, it's got old it buildings. It is. It's quaint. And there's, there's a really, really nice uh, resort Yep. That is right oh, yeah. off of the lake, oh, right yeah. there in Cooperstown, that I, hands down, would love to come back, spend a couple nights there, and explore the, the town again. Now, Savannah Bananas are supposed to be there. I don't have tickets to that game, so I don't think I'll be going to that game. But just throwing it out there to the universe that if somehow that fell into my lap and it was easy, that I would definitely go back and do that in September. But... um Cause I can imagine like right before like the playoffs in October, the leaves are changing. It's getting colder. Like it's got to feel like the perfect fall Americana town. Oh yeah. They were already setting up for the inductions too. So the inductions are in July, uh, but they were already kind of setting up for them, which is kind of neat to see. Mm-hmm. The whole town basically grinds to a stop though. Cause it's not that big. Yeah. You have a ton of people that are coming. So 
it'll be interesting. Maybe one one day we'll go to an induction yeah. down the road. Yeah. Um, Cooperstown is definitely a town I would go back to. Out of all of the cities in New York that I would go back to, Cooperstown is definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, if they ever put Dave Justice in the Hall of Fame, I'd have to go. I'd go. I'd go. But, yeah. If you built it, you will go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you let him in because he used steroids, I'll come for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, love so, Cooperstown. And then we headed out from Cooperstown. Yeah, so then we headed out oh, to Minnewaska. Oh yeah, Minnewaska was first. Then we went to Minnewaska. Um, so we got to the lodge like just before sunset, mm-hmm. um, which again was like perfect for the day. It was only about two hours of driving. Most of it again was back roads because Cooperstown is off the beaten path. It's yeah. in Amish country, pretty much. Um, well, and, a legit tip with that, with the Minnewaska Lodge, too, is there's no elevators there, y'all. So yeah. No Did not know that time. going into it. And um, it's a very far walk from the parking lot, too. Yeah, the website definitely, <laughs> definitely was one of those things that it looked better on the website than it did in person, but it was not a bad place to stay. The room no. was clean. Yeah. The hotel was clean. Um, it had a really lovely backyard with fire pits and a really nice view of like the rocks that people climb. Mm-hmm. And so I can't, I don't really have any complaints more or less for that place. It was a little pricey, uh, but it wasn't bad. It was not a terrible stay because we were literally right outside where we wanted to be the next day. So it gave us the option to be close by to where it was that we wanted to be, which was one of my tips for making a road trip is end where you want to be the next morning because then you can get up and you can do what you want to do there the next morning. Otherwise you got to drive, which is what we had to do going to Syracuse. We had to get up, we had to drive and then we had to get out and explore. So I kind of liked waking up close to where we wanted to be the next day. Cause then it wasn't as yeah. much. You kind of wake up, feel like you're in it, right. you do it and then you leave and you go to sleep and you wake up and you do it all over again. So I didn't mind honestly, either way. Um, but I, but I can see your point there. Yeah, I can see your point that it would be nicer to be there. When we got up to go to Minnewaska, we woke up the next day. The breakfast there was horrible. It was it was absolutely We didn't garbage. find the eggs until the very end. Well, eggs and the juice and everything was hidden behind this thing in like this little fridge. It's, yeah, they didn't tell you that. Oh, by the way, we got juice. Yeah, the customer service there was an absolute zero. Uh, let, let's be honest. It was an absolute zero for customer service. Uh, but we left. We went to the Minnewaska State Park, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Did a couple hikes. Uh, saw a waterfall. Walked around this like visitor center that had like uh, it was kind of like almost a lake there, but it was really just part of the river, with a house that was like on a cliff mm-hmm. on the other side. It was it was really cool. Uh, but again, they had stickers and stuff, but they were missing the really nice one for some yeah. reason. And it was just like, why haven't you ordered? The-? Yeah, it just. Everything in New York always seems like we're almost there, but we're just going to give up when we're like three quarters. Yeah, we're, we're there, but we're done. Yeah. We're done. So, yeah. So and then we left that and we went and drove the extra 10, 15 minutes over to Kerhongston, which yeah. is where we spent the better part of our day. Yeah. Just kind of driving. I let I probably should have just let your dad drive the car because he knew where he was going, but he did a pretty good job. Telling me when to stop and where to it's go. It's safer not to. He was kind of had eyes all over the road and stuff. Yeah, he was a little like, oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 that, there, that, there, that there. There, there, there. There, turn down that. And I'm like, okay. I found it interesting. I feel like he lived in a very wealthy neighborhood. I mean, the doctor of the town lived there. 
the guy from the Ukrainian like embassy thing that's there, like resort. I don't know what it's technically. It did called. seem like a very prominent, uh, neighborhood. very very wealthy neighborhood. And he's like, we weren't wealthy, and it's like, so how did you live here then? The you house know, he had too, if you think about it, was pretty big. Was pretty big for that time. Yeah, and he said that my grandfather owned all of the property at one point and sold it. So there's clearly wealth from the family. I don't know where it disappeared. Where to. did it go? Right, sure didn't get to me. That's for sure. Student loan debt. Let me tell you. But like, uh, yeah, it was a really, really affluent area where he lived, which is fascinating to me. Oh, it's and the Fourth of July fireworks have started. So if you guys do hear snap. Crack popple in the back. It's yeah. not us. It is our neighbors. Yeah, our neighbors. But anyway, so Kerhoxton was fun. Yeah. I liked it. It was a nice little like run through my dad's memories where he went to school, like yeah. the dry cleaning place and stuff. It's fascinating stories. Hopefully we got some of that on tape. I don't know if I got everything, uh, but you definitely do be looking out for that video on our Lost Girl in Tomorrowland YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, definitely. It was an interesting. And then we found a house that, he knows the people who renovated it, and he knows who used to live in it, and it was like newly renovated. But it was like they wanted almost four hundred and yeah. something thousand dollars for this like tiny house in, in the, the middle, middle of, of nowhere. nowhere. Yes. Like I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. <sighs> but it's been on the market for three weeks. I bet you it'll be there a lot longer than that. So it was cool. It was definitely really cool, just kind of seeing a town through the lens of somebody else and yeah. their memories and what they had attached to it. So that was really cool. And then we went to go see the world's, what used to be the world's largest it lawn gnome. It was the first, considered by the first by Guinness as the world's largest lawn gnome and has mm -hmm. now been unseated. Uh, but yeah, it was super cool. At Kelder Farms in Kerhongston, New York. So that is what they are known for. <sighs> In Kerhongston. And not one person who works there knows anything about the damn gnome, but it's on every piece of merchandise they have. Which Even is the diner really, we had lunch at had a picture of it. Really weird. Like, why does no one know about him, but he's everywhere? He's everywhere in this town. Yeah, other than his name, Noam Chomsky. That's the only thing people know. So that was cool. Um, we kind of <laughs> yeah, explored that, awesome. that for a minute, used their restrooms before we... Hit the road to Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Now, Poughkeepsie was the typical small town hotel, nothing fancy. We had no plans for Poughkeepsie. Yeah, we didn't do much in there. It was it was definitely very New Jersey-esque. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. It was Not just much. a place for us to kind of hang out and chill out before we drove to the city. Agreed. And, and the fact that we had really crappy hibachi. Yeah, we had some really bad Japanese food. That was probably our worst meal on the trip, I think. And it was the only meal that wasn't gluten-free. Yep, wasn't good. So if you're yeah. looking for good food... Maybe try that gluten-free food. Look for a place that's gluten-free, and typically their food's a little better. Yeah, I feel like they have to put effort into it, so it kind of makes it better. Yeah, and we didn't eat the gluten-free food, by no. the way. We just ate at a restaurant that offered a Gluten safe gluten yeah. kitchen. Yeah. So... So then after Poughkeepsie, we went to sleep. We did our laundry, which was great. Uh, legit tip, by the way, always do high heat on the dryers because any of the other heats don't actually work. Yeah. This is the fourth hotel that we've worked with that has the same problem. I'm so done with just trying to use medium heat instead of high heat. Yeah, and that's our trip. That's our that's our legit trip for all of our trips. <laughs> our legit tip, tip for all of our trips. Um, we like to do laundry. Because then we don't bring home a bunch of dirty laundry that has to be done when we get home. Yep. And we can kind of pack a little lighter. Yep. 
It's more for packing for me to keep that sort of packing under the reasonable amounts. So we got up the next morning and don't get me wrong, that hotel actually really wasn't bad. It had like a middle courtyard where we got to kind of hang out. Um, the room was comfortable, took a nice shower that night. Yep. Um, like Gary said, we did laundry until one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Cause we couldn't get it to freaking dry. And then we just kind of took our time getting up the next morning. No hurry. Once again, hit up a Duncan on the way out. And then we drove into the city, which actually was not as bad of driving as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like she talked about earlier, it's right outside the Lincoln Tunnel was our hotel. So it was like you literally got into New York City from that New Jersey turnpike right in there. Lucky she picked the right lane, uh, which GPS didn't really help us on. Uh, and it popped us right out, right in front of the I hotel. I got really lucky. And I was like, oh, awesome. Because I think had I gone to like the far right lane, it would have been a bit of a disaster. Yeah. But... Yeah. And then we get to the hotel, and it's funny that none of the, like, door people are out there at all. So mm-hmm. we're, like, squeezing in between these signs to get the car parked so we get out the way. It's like, and then trying to get the elders of the group to understand we are saying bye-bye to car. Yeah. Bye-bye to car. You probably won't see this car again uh, unless yeah. you're coming with us to the airport. Yep. Yeah, because so they left drinks and stuff in it. And we retrieve like, every single item out of this car, which is why we cleaned out the car in Poughkeepsie. Yep. We we said consolidate and throw away anything. If you've got anything in this car, put it in your backpack, take everything, organize it, pack it, all that jazz. Because we're not going to be able to do that in New York City. And then we get to the New York City Hotel, and the lady at the counter had one room open, mm-hmm. which was nice, so at least we got to jump our stuff in that and room. it was the tiniest room. And it was a tiny room, but the other two rooms weren't open, so we had to wait for those. And she was like, oh, it'll only be like 45 minutes. That was a lie. Uh, yeah. It took significantly longer than that. But then we were just sitting in the lobby, and like, okay, since it's not done, we waited probably like 30 minutes. It wasn't done. We're like, oh, do you want to go grab a bite to eat? And everyone's like, okay, let's go get a bite to eat. We ended up in the West Village. Well, the thing was, my aunt didn't look up anything prior to us going there, even though we asked her two months before, a month out. We're like, hey, can you please look up some places? This is where we're going to be staying in New York City so that we have an idea about places that are close by that we can walk to and, and do lunch. And she didn't do that. So instead, she's looking up her app that day. She takes us all the way to the West Village for a restaurant that was right by our hotel, like a block away. Yeah. A block away we could have went to, but because she didn't do any research, we had to walk all the way out there. So we did, and we got there, and they were only taking cash. Yeah, their internet was down, so they were only taking cash. Which wouldn't have been as big of an issue, but I didn't know where to get cash. Yeah. And at that point, we were tired and hungry yeah. and tired of walking all over the city already. And so then I was like, all right. We're going to have to start walking back to our hotel. Maybe yep. we can find something along the way. We eventually found the same restaurant on a different side of town. Yeah, right next to our hotel. Yeah. And um, so we ate there. It, it was okay. It, it was a, it was a diner. Yeah, it was it like was, a diner. It was like a cheap diner. Yeah, but expensive food. And so then we saw that the Empire State Building was like right by where we were. Yeah. So we we're like, okay, we'll just walk over there. So we walked over there, and then it turned into, let's go to Times Square. Let's go here. Let's go there. We wanted to do the bus tour. We 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 threw that out before we left the hotel. We're like, hey, there's this bus tour. It's like fifty bucks a day. It stops like thirteen different locations. 
We'll just pay on it. We'll get on it. We can literally just ride all the 13 first thing just to see the city. And then we can get off where we want to, too, if we want to. Oh, that's too expensive. We can't do that. Okay. So when we stop at the Empire State Building, I'm like, do you want to actually go inside the Empire State Building? No. No. No one wanted to go inside. They just wanted to see it. They just wanted to see it. But you can't actually see it because it's tall. So I'm like, so had we rode the bus, this is exactly what they would do. It would just drive us around. Why are we doing this? Like, why are we walking? So I just turned into this very frustrating evening of people saying they wanted to go places and then not really realizing. And then also too looking to me to be the navigator. Well, it was funny. We went to Times Square. And my aunt wanted to go to Times Square. Okay, we go to Times Square. There's nothing in Times Square, y'all, except for billboards. And there's a bench thing that you can, like, stand on or whatever. And that's Times Square. There's nothing to it. We're like, well, what did you want to see here? Oh, I want to see where they filmed the Today Show. Well, that's Rockefeller Center. That's two different things. You do understand that those are two different things. But it's in the same city. Yeah, it's in the same city. And it was like, Jesus. It was like, can you please just think about where you want to go so that we can just go there? And then at that point, Nacy's pump had failed. So it's failing. My feet are killing me because, again, uh, I was having foot problems towards the beginning of this trip. And it was just like, why are we doing this? We could have easily took the bus. And every place that we stopped at, there's that nice bus stop. And there's a bus there. And I was like, you bastards. He was he was upset. I was, I was upset. upset. I was like, this is ridiculous. Plus, they wouldn't wait for me. People would just disappear. And it's like, dude, I can't walk any faster. I'm not feeling good. My feet are killing me. And I, mean, I purposely I stopped go. at the after we crossed over every intersection. I'm like, and it was just like, you know, they would just walk ahead yeah. of me. And then I'm like, OK, you guys just whatever. And so we did that and we went back to the hotel and we had to wait a little bit for our room to actually come after hours, by the way, it mm-hmm. didn't get done. Uh, and then getting to our room was an absolute nightmare Disaster. in this hotel. The elevators are so slow. Like Vegas elevators are super fast. This thing was so old and so slow. And that small. It, that it would take you like an hour to sometimes get to the higher floors because it'd be like, it would stop at every floor, open the door. And of course, people couldn't get in. Yeah. So they just stare or the really big a-holes would try to like squeeze into the elevator and then it would go up to the next floor and be like, oh, I wanted to go down. And it was just like, oh, so bad. Yeah, we finally, because we went, because we stored our luggage in Anne Francine's room. So finally we got in the elevator and I took it down to the first floor and then took it back up to the top. And And, then I literally was waiting. We went through 15 different elevators before she left to go to the bottom floor. Every time they would open, they would just be full. We couldn't do anything with it. It was like. Couldn't go up. Couldn't even couldn't really go, go down. Yeah, couldn't go down. Though you can't get to the stairs really, and we had luggage, so it wouldn't have helped even if we could have. Uh, it was crazy, crazy how and bad that was. Once we got, so our room was like a upper floor, which yeah, we were was 33. nice um, because get we would get on at the base, and then we could take it all the way up, and there was hardly anybody there by the time we got to our floor. Yeah. And then coming down, there was hardly anybody on the elevator, if anybody. Yeah. And we could, granted, it would stop the whole way Every down. floor. Yes. But we didn't have any problem getting on it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, so that was the hotel experience. And then that night, uh, they had broken off and went to sleep. Yeah, and we went up to the bar. And we were actually just going to uh, eat something at the hotel, but the... Waitress that does the food didn't show up that night, so yeah. they weren't making any food. 
which we find out the next day was probably for our the own best. benefit. Yeah. But we went out that night and I asked the front desk person because I couldn't find any of the parking people, which at this hotel, the parking people were the concierge. Yeah. Um, not like the front desk, them, by the way. But, but nonetheless, um, they sent us to a place called Five Napkins, it was a which was joint. OK. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't the worst place. It wasn't it was the Hell's best Kitchen. place. Yeah. yeah. So we can say we've ate in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty cool. Our hotel was actually like right outside Hell's Kitchen area. Yep. In case you're curious, um, yep, yep. He kept trying to find Daredevil. Was not successful. <laughs> well, apparently they taped them all in Brooklyn. Then, uh, well, Hell's Kitchen. still. Uh, but so we went there, decent meal. But we were sitting at the table, and I'm like, let's look up at how much lifts and Ubers are going to cost for mm-hmm. tomorrow, because we wanted to go to Tiffany's, we wanted to go to the firehouse, we wanted to go. My dad wanted to see Trump Tower for some reason. I don't know. He's a fucking obsessed with it it was kind of annoying and he also wanted to see the 9-11 memorial so okay that's cool so we booked out and it was gonna be like 70 bucks an uber 70 to 100 plus bucks an uber was what we were looking at and And we're we're looking at like five stops yeah so we're like that's that's a we were we averaged out to about seven hundred dollars where yeah. it sort of ended up after all the stops. I think we had a couple more stops in there. That Especially we if up. you figure in tip and just the time of the day too, it fluctuates. Yeah. So we're like, ah, I'm not sure about this. So what about a car service? So we looked up one online and it was about a thousand six hundred for a van. It was eight hundred for an actual like car. So we're like, well, you know, if we can get one for under a thousand dollars, maybe we should do a car service. Yeah, and so when we got back to the hotel, we're like, well, let's talk to the concierge first because yeah. I'm sure they probably have a car service that they deal with, and sure enough, they did. Yeah, but they normally just do it to and from the airport. So this is weird. They're like, uh, you sure you want to rent? Yeah, we're like, we just want them to drive us around the city. Yeah, yeah, that's all that's, we want. All we, we just want, want somebody want to, to drive, drive us around the city. city. And he's like, okay, uh, let me call. And it took him a couple phone calls, and he finally got somebody on the phone, and he was like, how many hours? I'm like, eight hours. And he's like, okay, it's uh, 70, 70, bucks, three hour 70 bucks an hour with a three-hour minimum. And I, I was like, like uh, yes, yes, please. please. Yeah. So yes, please. with tax and everything, it was about $610. Yeah, and, and uh, it was Taxi Gomez was his name. So definitely props to that guy. He was a super good driver Yeah, for New York, really nice. The only problem we had was the, the ferry issue. We were going to take the Staten Island ferry and just take it to Staten Island and come back so that we could see. Mm-hmm. And that's a legit tip for y'all. So we could see the Statue of Liberty. Uh, but he took but us he to. He really didn't understand what we were saying. And then he rolled down the window in front of the scammers who were trying to sell stuff. Yeah, and it, was it was just like. It was a bit of a disaster. I'm just in the backseat like, please put up the window. Please put up the window. Yeah. And please Gary's like, why did you roll down the window? I'm like, I please didn't. Please put up the window. I didn't have just, any control. These two guys are like trying to like jump half their body in the car so you can't put up the window. And it's like, drive away or put up the window, please. Uh, we'll make a decision yeah. on our own. We don't need them. Oh, you can't take that ferry. It's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It doesn't go to, it doesn't go. To, I'm like, I know it doesn't go there, yeah. but you can see it. But that was the end of the day. So the beginning of the day started out with us heading to Rockefeller Center. We got to see FAO Schwartz open, which was, that was cool. pretty, pretty cool. Very Disney-esque. Cool. Very Disney-esque. Uh, it was and too, what, yeah. what's hilarious is your aunt and your dad wandered off, Yep. and they didn't, didn't even see it. see it. They are so not alert, and we'll come back to that when we go to Tiffany's, too. They are just not alert. They're the worst sightseeing people I've ever <laughs> They're met in my life. not the greatest tourists. Yeah, They're definitely... But anyways, so we started there. We had an appointment at Tiffany's. Well, then we went to Rockefeller Center, and we saw where the Today Show film, because, you know, 
That's different than Times Square, everybody. And that uh, was cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, we walked we around the main. Music hall. Yeah. Which cool. I found out later we could have taken a tour, which yeah, maybe could've. I'll save that for a future visit. Because I'm not saying I wouldn't go back to New York City because it's just a city. Um, but uh, I mean, maybe. There's not much left for us to see, though. Yeah. We've kind of seen everything just from this car tour. Uh, the only thing we didn't do was a Broadway play. And just so you know, the reason why is because it was like 600 bucks a ticket. Yeah, we and just weren't really sure that's where we wanted to spend our money. And also, like, the seats weren't guaranteed to be non-obstructed, you know? Yeah. So, like, why am I going to pay, like, four to $600 for a seat that could be obstructed? We just chose not to do it right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, in the future. But uh, we went there. We went to Rockefeller Center. We saw the Today Show. We saw where they, the Christmas tree would be, which was yeah. super cool, the little fountain area. Then we headed to Tiffany's. And I bought some jewelry. Well, I mean, we spent like two hours there, two and a half hours. An hour. Spent like two, two and a half hours there. We got there. It was, it was interesting. It was a fascinating experience. He started out with the dishes and stuff, which was uh, interesting. I I didn't even know. He kept telling us that stuff was not for sale. Well, yeah, he talked about like a chimney and stuff there. Like, we're going to buy architecture inside the freaking place. I don't, I don't understand. But like, they have like silver, like, eating utensils and stuff mm-hmm. they had like a tool case which no one would ever buy but they had a tool case with like a tape measure they have all these like weird things that they make on top of the jewelry yeah i would love a silverware set from tiffany's in the future okay. not right now because whatever we don't even own our own house yet right. but you know in the future we'll see what happens yeah no I'm not saying they're not nice. I'm just saying there's a lot of different things that I didn't. They did have the cup series that was specific for that location, which we both thought were cute. But we were like, what's the practicality of this? Like, are you going to drink out of those? Like, like, no, I'm not. Because they're not big enough to drink out of. They're too small. They're probably like 12 ounces, maybe, maybe even less, maybe like nine. Uh, It just didn't seem practical to like drink out of them. Yeah. So we skipped on that. But I did buy a necklace and earrings. And so we I sat down. Them. She had the whole experience. He didn't offer a champagne, though. I was a little disappointed there. Everybody got sparkling water that day, from what I could see. Well, I got distilled water, but yeah. Probably because all the champagne was upstairs in the VIP room for their VIP Fucking event. poor people. Yeah, apparently we don't spend enough. Don't get me wrong. I don't <laughs> spend a lot there. He's texted her at least four times since we left. It's, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yes, he texted me last night um, asking me if I recovered from my New York trip yet, and I have not responded. What was fascinating, though, was that it was definitely a different experience than the Las Vegas Tiffany's. Yeah. They actually treated us like human beings, where the Las Vegas Tiffany's was like, just kind of got uh, us in and out. It was like, meh, get out of here. We don't like you. You do not buy enough stuff for us. We don't know you. And where that one was kind of like, it was nice. Other than they kept stealing our mirror. But other than that, yeah. it, was, it was a nice experience. It did take a while. Uh, apparently, they had a Japanese toilet because that's what, again, my aunt and my father were interested in was apparently the toilet room yeah they went uh, into the bathroom they're like did you go to the bathroom I'm like no it was a japanese toilet so i wish i would have i'm not gonna lie to you would have seen the japanese toilet but then we probably would be wanting to buy one and we don't own a house so there's a whole different thing. yeah there's a thing about exposing gary to luxury <laughs> items we can't expose <laughs> gary to luxury items until we're in a place that we can purchase mm, them that's right because he's gonna be like this is all i want it's and all I want, yeah. He's not going to stop until he gets it, i.e. the camera. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was it was an interesting experience. It was fun. You know, I don't have any dislike for it. It was kind of weird that at the end he just kind of threw us out, though. He's yeah, like, hey, he was like, have a good right, day. 
if you see anything on the other floors, let me know and the floor below it. So if you don't know, and we talk about this in the video, it's like split up to different floors. The first floor has like a hodgepodge of everything. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a general thing. But then each floor has like the housewares was one floor. Diamonds was the second Pearls floor. And Pearls steel. and silver were one yeah. floor. Gold was another floor. So it's kind of weird how they're all kind of like split up into different floors. There. And there's tons of Tiffany jewelry that I want that I hopefully will get in the future. But this is the second. These are. Yeah, this is my second purchase this year. So I think I'm done for this year. So then it, again, it took us a while to do the, the consultation. So my family We left. told them to just, it's going to take a minute. Yeah. So if you want to just go and like see anything, that's fine. Just let us know. And get this. Okay. Trump Tower was directly next to Tiffany's. It is. Yeah. If you go to the main Tiffany's, it's on the left of that Tiffany. Or well, the right, technically. If you're and his dad kept saying how bad he, he wanted, wanted to, to see Trump Tower. Did he ever look up to see where Trump Tower was? No. no. I thought you were going to like play one of those little play things. Yeah. You're like, hmm, I don't know. So anyways, so we wrap up at Tiffany's and <sighs> that was my father looking up to the Trump Tower. Yeah. We walk out of Tiffany's front door. I didn't even hear it. Oh, you couldn't? No. Uh, huh. Anyways. Um, so they left. Right. They left and they walked to Central Park. Central Park, y'all. Which was 30 minutes 30 away. 30 to 45 minute walk once we got out. But anyway, so we walk out the front. We go in on the side door. We went to the side door to get to Tiffany's. So we got to the side door. And I was like, let's just go out the front. We haven't seen what's out yeah. the front. Why not? And Nancy's like, yeah, let's do that. So we go out the front. I look to the left and there's Trump Tower. There's literally a clock that said Trump Tower Trump, on Trump it. Tower. I was like, wait. And then we walk down a little bit and sure enough, there's Trump Tower right next to it. It's like, go here and eat. Open to the public. Nine to whatever. I'm like, what? Like do you cafeteria. think they went there? Yeah, that's what we were like. Oh, maybe they went there. And I texted his aunt. I'm like, hey, where are you guys at? And they're like, Central Park. Park. Central Park. They must have took a beeline as soon as we said, hey, come get. I don't know how they stopped at the toilet. Because they got over 30 minutes away from us. And it yeah. wasn't 30 minutes that they were gone from us. So I don't know how that happened. I don't know how they got so far away. Yeah. And it was like, why didn't you just take the car? Yeah. And we could have, the car could have just picked us up. Like no. the car was for everybody to use. Yeah. Not I, just, just one like, or the other. Just like the lack of awareness, I was just like, are you kidding me? They were, to be fair, your aunt was pretty surprised that we did the car to begin with because the night before she kept talking about how we could take the fucking subway. That she didn't know was underground, everybody. We found out that day she didn't know it was underground. She saw the steam coming up and the driver was like, oh yeah, it's from the subway and some of it is, but actually some, most of it's from the sewer system, but that's a whole different story. And he's like, oh yeah, that's where the subway is. And she's like, wait, the subway's underground? And I was like, Fran, Fran. Where did you think the subway was? We've been in the city for now 24 hours. We've walked a decent portion of the city, city when we were yeah. looking for that restaurant. You didn't see the subway, right? Where did you think it was? Plus, it's called sub, which means underneath most of the time. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So they went, they didn't even see Trump Tower when they walked out of this building. Yeah, I had no idea. And it took us almost no 30 idea. minutes to find them because they kept moving. Because we basically had our driver. She would send us a pen of where she was, and then they would keep moving. And it was like, so how do you think that pen's helping us if you just move away from said pen? So we did finally find them. We We did finally find them. And we made our way to the Ghostbusters firehouse, and we drove past Trump Tower. Oh, yeah, we did it again because we had to get past Trump Tower to get there. And we're like, there's Trump Tower. And the driver's like, would you like to stop? And it's like, no, we were just fucking there. Like... If they wanted to see it more, they could have went inside when we were in And tickets. your dad was like, oh, my God. 
oh, I, I just wanted to say it. And I was like, why? Why do you want <laughs> to say it? Why do you want to say it? <sighs> so, yeah. So then we headed over to the firehouse, which was, it started pouring, pouring down rain yes. at this point. Like it was just pouring down rain. And, um, but we still got out of the car. We run, ran across the street in our rain jackets. We took in as much of it as we could. Yeah. The door was not open, so we were bummed. I was definitely sad. But it, we, it was afternoon, so I imagine if it was open on a Saturday, it probably was open before noon, and we got there probably about uh, 1 o'clock. So I was like, ugh. And I was trying to get there before noon, but we had a lot of, a lot of obstacles that just sort of came up. Unfortunately. Um, and again, yeah. no guarantee it would have been open even if you got there before noon. But it was cool. They had like chalk markings on the outside with the ghost and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. awesome. They had the Ghostbusters sign up. I really just wanted like a sticker for my luggage. Um, but so, you know, we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to go again and hopefully line up with one of those Ghostbuster days. Yeah. And especially if but, we did it in the fall, I bet we could hook up with a Ghostbusters day and maybe get a tour inside. But we did get the uh, library on the way out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, driver, cool. the driver knew exactly where the Ghostbusters firehouse was. That was like, apparently that must be something that he enjoyed because he knew exactly mm-hmm. where that was once we said it. He's like, I don't even need directions. And then as we're going by, he's like, oh, there's the library. I'm like, bro, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. I get you're not our tour guide. We didn't expect you to be. Uh, but I was I was a little sad when the first question we asked him, and he was honest, like, what do you like to do in the city? He's like, I don't like to go here. I don't like the city. <laughs> I don't like the city at all. <laughs> and we were like, okay, like, well, we that's... can respect that. Okay. We can respect right. that. Uh, but he stopped and he slammed on the brakes, got us a nice part across the street. I was able to get some shots from across the street. I didn't really care to go up to the Lions. I mean, it would have been cool if we did, but it's not a big deal to me. About I think if Lions. we go back, uh, I think I would yeah. try and uh, oh, do a little bit closer. I would definitely go into the archives where they actually saw the ghost and like yeah. walk around. Yeah, for sure. I would do, I would do a couple of like shots inside for sure. Um, but then we went to the firehouse, had that cool experience. It was raining though. Kind of sucked. That was, it was a bummer. It was the worst rain we got the entire time yeah. was when we were outside the firehouse, which again, just sucked. Then we went to go get pizza. By the time we got to the pizza place, which wasn't stopped. that far away, it had stopped. It had fucking stopped. And I was like, Ugh. And then we ate some shredded New York street pizza. Well, no, it was good. It was all right pizza. You know, I mean, it's not the best. Uh, and I don't. Again, it's pizza by the slice. Yeah, it's pizza by the slice. So it is what it is. It wasn't. It, the crust was okay. The sauce was okay. I didn't really uh, get heartburn later. So. Yeah, the toppings were all right. I mean, it wasn't the greatest pizza I've ever had, but it was. It was a typical New York pizza. Which mm-hmm. and your aunt got her gluten free New York pizza. A whole gluten free white gluten-free pizza with pizza. something on it. It tasted like a cracker. Yeah, yeah. It did. And your dad, your dad ate it. Yeah. He did not enjoy it. Yeah, he did but not enjoy it, but he pretended like he did. Uh, but the pizza was okay, <laughs> you know, no complaints. And then we went to the Statue of Liberty. Is that what yeah, we Yeah, that's when we got yeah. that weird turnaround. And I was like, no, no, no. All right, it's fine. It's fine. And then I was like, let's yeah. just go to the 9-11. Well, and I'm kind of glad we didn't because the Staten Island Ferry probably would have took us at least an hour each mm-hmm. way. So that would have been two hours. So then we would have been over our time, which wasn't a big deal. He yeah. probably would have just charged us the 70 because it wasn't really a set time. He just yeah. said $70 an hour over three hours. Yeah. You know, so it was just like, okay, we just would have paid a little bit more. Uh, but we wouldn't have got to see like the 9-11 memorial we went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad and my aunt liked it. It was a hole in the ground that water flows into. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. And I'm not a huge, and I'm not, I'm not that patriotic if you know me. So it's not like that's something that yeah. I am. Um, and it's just kind of like it, it, it was interesting. It was interesting for me yeah. to be at the place that I watched on TV. Yeah. Um, 
But I will say, in my mind, those events still feel so disconnected from me and who I am. Yeah. It's that. weird because, like, it just feels like something I watched on TV. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine the people who lived in New York and lived in the city during that time. I'm sure it means a lot more to them. Sure. Um, I was just in high school, so I can't really... I was just a freshman in high school just trying to figure my shit out, so... I can't really say that it was like super impactful on my life. Yeah, it sucked. It was a shitty event. And I think a lot of people died that day. And I think that sucks. Um, but I think going there, I didn't have like this huge wave of emotions. I didn't, I didn't really feel anything. It was like, okay, it's kind of like what I, when I was in elementary school and we took a trip to the Oklahoma city bombing site. Yeah. It was kind of like the same, like we went up to this fence and it had a bunch of like teddy bears and different things that people had put on the fence. And it was like, okay. Right. Again, I go back to what I was saying. I'm not talking about the events themselves. I, I can see that point. But the actual like, there was a museum. We didn't go into the museum. No. Uh, but the actual stuff outside is just water going over a cliff. And I, I'm guessing they're trying to do like renewal or something like that. It's just, it doesn't. Like, and we me, only went to the one side. There was a north side and a south side. Well, they're the same thing, though. It's the same thing duplicated on both sides. Uh, um, I'm not sure, like, I'm not, like, just, I feel like it could be better. And the fact that you have to pay to the, go to the museum, too, is it's weird, too. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not sure, like, what what you're trying to get here. I'm not sure what you're trying to do. And then I got harassed by the guy from New York who was selling. So in our hotel, they give away these cookies that are, like, little shortbread cookies. And you get, like, five of them in a pack. So if you're whatever Hilton member you get those. He had a box and that was one of his candies that he was selling. And then other stuff was like these tiny little things. And he comes over, he's like, man, what's up? What's up? Give me five. And he like puts his fist down. He's like, Oh, you a Braves fan. Let's talk about Acuna. And I'm like, man, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks anyways. And then he just blew up and started cussing at me. I'm just trying to feed my family. Oh, fuck you. And if this and if that. And I was just like, um, okay, I'm still not going to buy your crappy cookies, bro. I'm not sure what this yeah. is going like, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, okay. And about that point, I think I walked and up. And then you walked up, and then he just disappeared. Like, he vanished. So clearly he knew that he screwed up his whole scam, and he couldn't sell to anybody else around me after blowing up at me. But it's just like, I don't care. You're not going to I'm not going to pity myself yeah. into buying your shortbread cookies. I don't care. Yeah. And so then we waited there. Uh, my aunt and my dad did walk around the whole thing, I think. But yeah. it was just like, you know, it's there. It's not anything... Yeah, I think if the museum had been free, I probably would have been more interested in going inside. But the fact that it was like almost $100 for a VIP tour yeah. was a little much to me. Yeah. And then we ended up, uh, we had to wait for the driver to come back because he got chased off by the police. Oops, yeah. And then we ended up at the uh, village, the... Greenwich Village. Greenwich Village. We went to the Arch. Yeah. Which, Which was really nice. cool because yeah. we've watched a couple movies since then and we're like, ha ha ha, we've yeah. been there. Yep. Ha ha ha, we saw that. Yep. So that was cool. That was like the last thing that we saw. We just wanted to see it because it was kind of on the way back to the hotel. It was very like hippie-esque too. Oh yeah, over totally. There. there was a whole like farmer's market going And this on. was the Saturday before the Pride March. So yep. they were, that's exactly where the Pride March was, I think either starting or finishing. Yeah. It was right in Greenwich Village. So it was nice. Uh, and then my aunt and my father had no idea that was even there. So that was something that, again, we pointed out like, here, here's another thing that we can go see. Uh, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. The thing is like, we didn't go into any of the big buildings other no. than at 30 rock. We did go into 30 rock, but we didn't take a tour or anything. We no. just kind of walked around the shops. 
Uh, so we didn't do any of like the Empire State Building going up it or anything like that. We did see the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building. We just uh, didn't go up didn't inside. Go up and it was like, I don't know, like for me, I mean, part of what we do as vloggers is try to create this content. And especially the first night, we didn't have much content. No. Because we came into the city and all we were doing was like walking from place to place. And that's what most of the video is, is just walking from place to place. Cause yeah. No one wanted to actually go into places. No one wanted to do anything that costs money. And it's like, I'm sorry, but this is New York City. This is what we're stuck with here. Like, like this, this is, is what we do. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to do it, there's a bench. Yeah. So so the trip, that part of the trip was yeah. interesting. Basically, we did the driver, got back to the hotel. We did go down to the restaurant again that night <laughs> at the hotel. We saw Minnie Mouse. Uh, Minnie cool. Mouse. Um, she was running around the floors. It was, she was uh, in rare form. It was fascinating. We... Um, sat down to eat yeah. and the server, <sighs> I don't even know how to explain this to you, but Gary's dad ordered unsweet tea, which, which, which was his mistake. By saying I it like have that. explained now to him and I will explain to you guys if you are Legit anywhere, but the South, but the South, just say tea, just say iced tea. And yeah. if they have two kinds of tea, they will ask you which kind, yep. if they don't, it will always be unsweet tea. Yes. I have learned because people get confused. They don't hear the un part. They just hear the sweet. Sometimes you end up with sweet tea. It, it is what it is. So yeah. just order iced tea, just order iced tea. And if they have a difference, they will ask you, but his dad ordered unsweet tea. I ordered iced tea with lemon. She, Gary ordered, Gary wanted a Dr. Pepper. They were out of Dr. Pepper. Yes. Um, so he got a Coke. Coke. And then his aunt ordered a martini, dirty, extra dirty. Extra dirty with extra olives. And so, okay. So she walked away. And 20 minutes later, she shows back with one cup of Coke. Yeah, she got my Coke. I was like, And Yay! dropped off Gary's Coke. I got my Coke. And we were like, okay. And Now at this time, my aunt's martini was sitting at the bar. Yes. So. And that was about the time we saw well, Minnie Mouse. Martini in air quotes, just so you know. We saw Minnie Mouse hanging out in the back. Yep. Scary has an affinity for finding mice Somehow in restaurants. I can see them, man. If they move anywhere in my vision, man, I just... Pfft. He's like, there's a mouse. I, I must be a predator in another life. Like, maybe I was meant to be a predator. I, maybe my family <laughs> is a long line of hunters. <laughs> so we all kind of had a quiet discussion amongst ourselves <laughs> about whether or not we wanted to order food at this restaurant because we still had not ordered food yet. And we're going on like 30, 45 minutes now. And the only thing we still have is that Coke. And so then she comes back. And she brings a tea and she brings a hot cup of water yes. with tea bags. tea bags. And we're like, and, and when she drops it off, she tells my dad, I'm going to go back and get your cup of ice. And I'm like, so she expects him to make hot tea and then pour the hot tea into the ice glass to make it. And iced somehow tea. I don't know how this is sweet because tea bags are not sweet. They are flavored, yeah. but they're not sweet. So I don't, and then we asked for clarification, and she thought my dad said sweet tea, and he said unsweet tea. And again, I still don't know how him saying sweet tea meant what she came up with. Hot tea with a glass of ice, yeah. But nonetheless, she left. Well, I, we still haven't got the martini yet either. And then she came back, not with anything for yes. your dad, but with the martini for your aunt. Yeah, she went to the counter where the martini had been sitting for the last 30 minutes. And brought it to it her. And, and place 
placed it ever so gracefully oh in God, front Jesus. of her. Like the way she sat it down was fascinating. I, I don't think she could figure out how to hold it. So she was like holding it really weird. And oh, it was funny. a very weird, weird experience. Yes. So your aunt gets her martini. She takes a sip of it and she's all excited. And then she's like, the Ooh. look on her face was Ooh. like, I don't know what this is. And we're like, do you, is it good? And she's like, no. And I'm like, why is it not good? Is, is it off? And she's like, it doesn't taste like a martini. And she's like, here, try it to my dad. And of course, my dad doesn't try anything. He's like, oh, no, no, no I'm good. And I'm Gary good. will try anything once. And so she gave it to me. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I tried it. It was white wine with olives in it, folks. White wine. It was the nastiest thing I'd ever tasted. And it wasn't good white wine either. It was like this. Oh. And maybe it's vermouth. I guess vermouth tastes like white wine. I mean, we've had vermouth. I don't think it tastes like white wine, but maybe it does. And my memory's off. But it was just white wine with olive juice. So at this point, your dad still did not have a drink yet. Did not have a drink. And she hadn't taken our food order. Nothing. Like we were all just kind of like, are we really going to continue this experience? Because it's bad. We probably don't want food from here. Let's. There's nothing on the menu that is even calling to us. We're like, we'll give her five more minutes. And five more minutes come. She doesn't come back out. We're We're, We're done. We're done. And five minutes came and went and we were done. done. And so there was a lady that had just sat down and we promptly told her that there was a mouse in the restaurant and she was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) My aunt leans over and says something to the effect of, hey, just so you know, uh, there's a mouse running around back there. So you might not want to eat here. And she's like, oh, hell no. And she just jumps up out of the table and blitzes before we even got out. And then we see our server standing up at the front podium, just having a conversation. Conversation. Never once thought to get the tea for your dad like it was she definitely did not want to work so maybe that was her whole mo the whole time was like maybe they'll give up yeah um but your aunt did tell her that there was a mouse in the restaurant and that this was paying for anything she's like okay so um so we left without a plan yeah we genuinely did not have a plan other than i knew we passed a bunch of restaurants on our way to the restaurant the night before well, I had looked up some Chinese food while we were sitting there. I was like, oh, I like some New York Chinese food is what I was really interested in. But I couldn't find anything close to the hotel that was rated well. And so when they're like, let's just go look. And I'm like, eh, let's just go look. I, I can't find anything. I don't want another uh, Fran Fran walking all across to like West Point. Yeah. You know, like I didn't want that. So we started walking. We saw one place. It just didn't look good inside. And then we found the cheesesteak place and that seemed solid. And it actually was, it actually turned out to be a fairly solid restaurant. Yeah. I'm not, not super impressed with the barstool seating, but the food was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. And the waitress was nice. So we ate. She was trying to explain to us how the uh, martini just tasted like white wine or like, no, it was just white wine. It could have just been a lot of vermouth. No, it was just white wine. They just, that place did not know how to make a drink. Yeah. So we ate, we drank, we went back to the hotel, we arranged a car service for your dad for the next morning because yep. he was going to get up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, because... Thankfully, he's the only one that made it home that day. Because he was like, uh, the, the guy, the, the concierge guy was like, you know, it doesn't take that long to get through LaGuardia security. We can take you at like seven. His flight was at nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it's not early enough. So we scheduled it for like 545. <laughs> and he still left earlier than that, folks. Yeah, because I went down to the um, the main lobby at 530 to say goodbye to him. And he was already gone. So. If you don't travel a lot, I get the anxiety. Yeah, we 
literally like TSA pre-check hands down even if you don't travel a lot it's gonna save you so much headache yes. it's good for five years yes, it's worth it. every penny it's, it's sad that you have to do that you know if we're gonna boss tsa that'd be a better option in my opinion but right but, now yeah. TSA, tsa pre-check, pre-check is the best thing or ever. clear or both um both, yeah yeah i would highly highly recommend clear only if you travel a lot because that's like an extra thing but well and it's only in certain airports so you need to make sure it's yeah. whatever airport you're traveling to but uh so he left uh, we came downstairs not that long afterwards, had the car ready for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, concierge was nice there. No problems with that. Paid for the hotel, got in the car, drove. We drove past the firehouse just one last time to mm-hmm. see. There was a fire truck in front of it with the lights on, but it still wasn't open. Yeah, but it was still cool to see it not in the pouring rain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we kind of got there just in time before they closed off the roads yes, like, we ahead of it. we were like driving as they were closing roads behind us. We were like, whoop, we'll ask for cars. And then we still had another like 20 minutes from there to the airport because yep. we were kind of on the other side of town, which was fine. We had plenty of time. We left with plenty of time to get to the airport and yeah, to we return ha- the car. We had to get the car back by 10, and I think we left probably around like 7. Yeah. So we had like three hours, plenty of time. The Enterprise, though, uh, was definitely a fascinating experience. It's not so, yeah, so we were trying to find the Enterprise place. And, and that the was directions were wrong. Well, the directions were wrong. The app directions were wrong. When you call, the address is incorrect. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't get a straight answer until after driving around for over an hour. Yeah. I finally flagged down some budget people. Yep. And they kind of directed us in the area. And then we were able to find the address on one of like the actual website for the Enterprise, which we couldn't get to through the app. Yeah. So we finally got the address. Got there. Everything went smooth once we got yeah. there. Yeah, that was fine. It was just the finding it that was a pain. It and was the, such a fran-fran sh- on the back seat. Like, did you try this? We're like, I don't know. And it wasn't, it, You've it, been with us the whole time. It wasn't bad, um, really, other than just it was frustrating because it's like none of the signs led you there. They yeah, if we had had the, the right address to yeah. begin with, I don't think it would have been as stressful. Yeah, and we have some other ideas, too, that uh, maybe we'll talk about in a different podcast for, like, strategies for hitting New York if you really want to hit New York and do it well. Uh, and there's some that definitely would have made that easier. Yeah, 100%. Um, but then we got to the plane. They, they took us to the airport. The bus, act, the shuttle actually waited for us, which is something rare for New Yorkers to actually be polite and nice. And I will also say you got to fly with a, a reputable carrier. Yeah. And I say that because we got to the airport about four and a half or four and a half hours early. Yep. And that was just because we knew we were going to be early. We knew we had it. To drop the rental car at ten. And, and we were okay with that. Yeah. We were fine with that. Um, we figured TSA and checking our bags and a couple other things. We're like, it's fine. So we got there. We were flying first class, so we went through Sky Priority, which was really nice in Laguardia. It was like its own separate little area. Yep. But we didn't see it till after we ba- tagged our bags. Yeah, um, which was a good idea, by the way. Yeah, we went over to the main area to tag our bags because there was only two kiosks in the Sky Priority. Yeah. So we were able to do that really quick. Um, but I was like, where's Sky Priority? Like, this doesn't make any sense. There's always Sky Priority. So I did ask an airport employee, and they directed us over to where it was. And since our bags were already tagged, we went through the line really quickly. We had a great, great gate agent who was yeah, super sweet. Super nice. Um, who also wants to make her way to Vegas. So hopefully we'll see you on here. And so she was like, oh, I don't like your layover. Oh, I don't like your plans, but it'll be okay. Neither did we. We were not excited. We had like three hours in Atlanta, but it gets better. And 
<laughs> so we were like, we were prepared. Like, we're like, we're going to go. We're going to go get some Starbies. We'll just hang out in the airport till it's time to load our plane. And we were delayed, what, like an hour and a half mm-hmm. before we even got onto the plane. Yeah. Which, again, in Atlanta, you always want to make sure you have a decent layover. You you do. You really yeah. do. Uh, something, too, is there's no Starbucks in the actual airport. We learned that when we got there. And there were very re- little like restaurants, shopping. There was no shopping. Yeah, in LaGuardia. Uh, it was very LaGuardia, bare bones. It was like bare bones. So just know that going in. For us, we kind of like meander through stores and stuff while we're waiting. You don't have that at LaGuardia. It's just yeah. seats. So um, it was a bit boring, but whatever. Um, yeah. And there was bad weather like kind of all around at that point. And so um, the reason why I say it's good to fly with a reputable carrier is because we were able to drop our bags off and go through security and do all of this. Whereas Gary's aunt who flew Southwest was not able to bring her bag in until at least three hours before her flight. So she had to wait Alaska, which is two. Yeah. Alaska was terrible. Um, (laughs) Watch that video because that video sucked. Um, Tomorrowland and YouTube. So, yeah, so she had to wait another hour and a half outside before she could even check her bag, before she could even go through security. And there's no seating or anything outside yeah. security. There's nothing. There's just nothing. It's and I was clean, like, I'm but sorry. There's no seating whatsoever. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. We're already through security. Not that I was going to go back out right. or anything, but I was like, I'm really sorry. Um, don't fly Southwest next time because yeah. Delta has never turned our bags away. Nope. Even being super, super early for a flight, yeah, they've they just never... collect them and they're like, hey. They're like, cool. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So. We did try to stop at the uh, lounge, the Delta Lounge. That guy made us feel like pieces of dirt. He actually treated us like we were dirt on his shoe. That wasn't that a was great experience. not fun um, um, because we did upgrade to our Delta Amex Platinum, which yeah. for $50 you get into the Sky Lounge. And we were hoping maybe we could utilize that benefit that day we just didn't have the physical card with us but we did have it on the apple wallet so we could have paid the 50 dollars. but he still wouldn't let us do it and he just he was being ridiculous so but then so our flight got delayed we get on our flight there's only one way to leave the airport so we had to wait about an hour sitting on the runway uh, as because there's only apparently one travel route out of new york at that point so we're doing the math in our head and we're like there's no way we're gonna make it to it no way yeah and we're watching, we're looking at the time, we're looking at our app, we're looking at their time. And somewhere in the middle of the flight, they switched us to a flight that was supposed to be on the exact same plane we were on. Yeah, literally. Exact same plane. They literally switched it to our plane. So we're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we can't not miss that flight. Right. It's like it's our plane. It's our plane. And so we're like, this is fine. This, this is, is awesome. fine. Yeah. He's like, this is awesome. We got to move up one seat. And that's about all we yeah. have to do. Um, so... And then it wasn't showing us our seats. Yeah. And then towards the end, it did flip our seats out. Yeah. It didn't like we didn't have a seat like it was really weird. And I'm like, okay, this is really strange. And then about 30 minutes before we landed, it said your flight has been canceled. Yep. No worries. We've already rebooked you. And the flight that they rebooked us on was the original flight we were going to be on. Yep. That still said boarding. And the sucky part was the internet didn't work on the plane. So it was so glitchy, glitchy, whether we got information, whether we didn't get information, it was like they would just come and burst. Yeah. And that would be about it. It was a real, and I don't know if it was the weather or what, but like it was a very glitchy connection. 
So we're like, okay, fuck it. When we get down on the ground, the best thing we can do is try to go to that gate, see what's happening, and then we'll just deal with the fallout of whatever. Because we landed, and it still said that that plane was boarding. Yeah, it still said boarding. So we're like, okay, we're on the ground. It's still boarding. Okay, it's still boarding. The doors opened up for our plane. Okay, it's still boarding. We're like, let's just run down there. It was the same um, terminal, Terminal. just a different gate. Yeah, it was like like 15 or something. yeah. Yeah, and we were at like 30 or something like that. And so we had to go past the Delta customer service and we ran down there and the gate was closed and the there was just really there. nobody there. The plane is just sitting there connected to the thing, but the door is closed and we we're like, no. <sighs> and then this Delta employee was sitting there. So I tried to talk to her. She was like, oh no, I don't really know anything about the plane. I was like, okay. And then this other employee came up and was talking to her and I was trying to talk to him and he was like, I'm talking to somebody else right now. And like, he was just straight up rude, ignored us, like didn't give us any help. Like I just needed a little direction. Like that was all I needed. And I wasn't being angry. I wasn't, he was the one that was being just like super rude to begin with and whatever. Maybe he was having a bad day. And then we got in the catch 22 because then we're booked on this plane that isn't leaving. It says it's boarding. We should be able to get on it, but it won't let us rebook the flight. Because, because it thinks we're going it, on this plane. It, because it thinks we can still make it to this plane, which we would if, if they would just let us on the goddamn plane. And we couldn't. They wouldn't do anything. So the only so thing we could do. We couldn't rebook. We couldn't do anything. We had to go stand on the line, which is now three a hours good three long. hours long line. And it got at least to five to ten hours long while we were standing in it. Yeah, it, was, it just kept getting longer behind us. It was freaking insane. And then the 1126 flight kept opening up with, uh, with seats for us. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't book it unless we rebooked it as a new flight. Mm-hmm. Because it still thinks that we're on the plane. Which for two of those hours, that plane was still sitting on the runway, y'all. Yeah. It's literally sitting on that gate and it won't move. But we can't get on it. It was the most frustrating experience I've ever felt. And not one person from Delta would even give you a hand. They would either tell you to shut the fuck up or they would just walk past you and pretend like you were dead. Mm -hmm. It was the most disturbing thing I've ever been through. Yeah. And Atlanta is Delta's hub. And I love Delta. I love Delta. I hate hate Atlanta. I hate the Atlanta airport. Mm -hmm. All of the people there, I I get that you're overworked and probably underpaid, but they're always so Mm -hmm. angry and frustrated. And it's just like, you can't ever speak to them about anything um, unless you're super nice and just have a, you know, you're, you're, you're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Then they'll be polite to you. But as soon as you have a problem, it's like you just threw a monkey wrench and smacked them in the face. And it's like, look, I have a problem. This isn't, I didn't do this. Yeah. And I was just like, release our tickets so that we could rebook on this 1126 flight. And then, of course, by the time we got to the counter, it was booked and that flight had already left. Yeah, we got it to the counter, I think, (sighs) at midnight. It was like 1145 midnight. And we also had finally got somebody in the chat. I was on hold with the phone the entire time we were in line. And I was on hold for chat the entire time we were in line. And finally... When there was about like 10 people ahead of us in the line, I got somebody on the chat and finally got the flight rebooked right before it was our turn in line. But not correctly. Yeah. But not correctly. So we did finally get our flight rebooked to a first class seat um, going out the next day, not till 8 p.m., mind you. Well, and when we went to the counter to talk to the lady... The guy, the text people never do it right. Just know that ahead of time, legit tip. The Delta text people are the yeah. worst to deal with. It happened again. He didn't actually book us with a seat. He just booked us on the flight so that if there was an open first class seat, we would have gotten it. But if those had booked up, we wouldn't have gotten on that flight. 
Yeah. And when we went to the lady at the counter, she knew that. She looked at us and said, are, the, are you sure these are the seats they're on? We're like, we just want to be on the first class seats. That's what they are. And she said, yes. She printed them out. And that's not the ticket she printed out. She printed out one that said, if seat is available. So like, again, like, like we said, they just don't care in Atlanta. Yeah. It's just like this, this, this like absolute, just, I don't care. I don't care what happens to you. I don't care if you get home. I'm having a horrible day so you can enjoy it with me too. Yeah. And that literally was pretty much what she sold us. She yeah. was like, I don't care about these people in line. I, yeah, she literally said that. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. She literally so, said, I don't give a fuck. You know, and it I was, was like, that was a little okay. frustrating. And it was like, look, I understand you're having a bad day. I'm having a bad day too. I'm not being rude to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of the few people in this line that aren't being rude yeah. and that aren't trying to cut through. Cause there was at least 10 to 20 people an hour that would try to like, be like, I just have a question. And it's like, yeah, so do we yeah. like, I mean, we could have rebooked it. Like, it was the most frustrating thing. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the flight just kept coming open. There were two seats right next to each other on the 1126 flight. But I couldn't book them because it was incorrectly booked in the Delta system. But we couldn't talk to anybody because no one was available. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible couple hours and that and we I waited. I don't get it, too. If that's a Delta's hub, they should have some backup customer service people that they can set up with, like, laptops and a little table. Instead of dealing with it, like half the time we were in line, there was only one, maybe two people actually helping people. Yeah, and most of the these, people like, that hundreds were hundreds of people, and, it's and like, most of the people crazy? that were in line could have probably rebooked on their own, on on their yeah. own, and they didn't actually need the counter. So that part was frustrating too, because we genuinely had to talk to somebody. Yep, we couldn't do anything. So thankfully, though, Gary's sister lives yeah. in Atlanta, and she graciously. Because we were just going to take an Uber. Yeah, but when we looked at the Uber, it was over an hour to get to us. And we're like... I, I just mentally couldn't <sighs> take it anymore at and that we, point. Well, and we also had to walk really far. It was on the other yeah. side of parking. So we had to get to the other side of parking before we could even book an Uber. And then it would be an hour plus waiting for that Uber, assuming one pops Little available. did we know it was going to take Nicole Well, well and it's not Nicole's fault. Either. We yeah. sent her to the south and she was supposed to go to yeah. north. Because Jenny was on her nighttime medicine and couldn't and really communicate very well. And yeah, Jenny didn't understand. Yeah, Jenny didn't understand. So again, but super awesome. My sister's like, yeah, I can come. And, and in five we minutes, she was so in the thankful. car heading out there. It did take a while for her to get there just because, again, there's a ton of people who were canceled flights. So it was, there was a it ton was of traffic. It was craziness at the uh, airport. And everyone's getting their Ubers to these hotels. We called a hotel that was close and they're like, oh, we're all booked. And Nacy's like, well, I'm status. I'm supposed to be able to get in there. We're all booked. And it's like, I hate Atlanta. Why, why do you always have to make yeah, it so far? It's, like, it's almost like a northeastern town, yeah, but not. It's just like. I got better service in New York. Yes. I'm just like, I don't I don't know what's happening here, but there's definitely not southern hospitality in Atlanta. Yeah, there was no southern hospitality at all, except for his sister. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and, well, and the lady driving us to the airport was nice, too, the next yeah, day. Yeah, she was really nice. So she we was went, from New York. We went and spent the night there at my sister's house. We got up. We got some lunch for him. We ate our lunch. And then we just headed out, hung, back to the yeah, airport. We yeah. hung out for a couple hours, which yeah. was really nice because we didn't have, because if they put us in the Motel 6. Yeah, the Motel 6. That yeah. was what they put us in. That's a good like 30 minute bus ride at least away from the airport. In downtown Atlanta. Oh, in, in ghetto. In the ghetto, which With no thank you. With exterior doors. Like why would anybody want to stay there? I was like, uh, no, thank you. I would uh, no. Yeah. I'm going to stay no. with family before well, the I lady, stay. Okay. So the lady at the Delta counter who said that she didn't give a fuck. One of the things she said when she was looking is like, oh, they didn't put any other hotels back in the system. And instead of fixing that, she just booked us at the Motel 6, which was the worst option. Yeah. Because the other ones would have taken her time. 
And that's what I mean when it's like, I get that your job sucks. I get that you're probably underpaid, but why do you always have to take it out on us? And she wouldn't tell us the name of the hotel. Yeah. She wouldn't tell us the name. She of the said, hotel. you'll get a, you'll get something into your email. Yeah. And I was like, shit. And I saw it and I was like, nope. no, yeah, I'm no, not doing this. Not after this day. We could have been on our way home at 1126 on that airplane, which is the frustrating thing. We would have yeah. been home that night. Uh, but instead we're stuck here for another night and then when we got off the plane it said it was going to be 72 hours until it rebooked us a new flight yeah that was that was true which is bs because that 1126 was open when we got off the plane so i don't understand why we weren't just automatically booked to it again it was just it was a lot of computer issues a lot of things fell through the cracks yep. it was it was the perfect storm quite literally perfect star and perfect so star but we got to go to nicole's we got to get some sleep we got yeah, to see kittens her. and bunsen and the and yeah we got to just kind of we hadn't seen them since thanksgiving yeah so so it was nice seeing them i mean that was and the lady who took us back to the airport super nice wanted mm-hmm. to go to vegas and we're like no don't do it not right now it's too hot it's, it's too, too hot. hot come in it's the winter in the winter when it's nice um and then we got on our flight there were no delays with our evening flight um however i did meet an interesting man in line who tried to tell me how i could cure my diabetes with vitamins and minerals um and to my shock he was also in first class right across from her and (laughs) he would have been right across from her the whole flight y'all we didn't have seats next to each other. Yes, because again, he, the guy on the thing booked the incorrect seats. So when seats next to each other opened during the day, we couldn't pick those seats yeah. because that's not how he booked the ticket, which again, the counter lady knew and didn't fix. And it was just like, it was this is the part that we're talking about where it's like, God, this is just so frustrating. Mm-hmm. If one of you would just do your job correctly. Because we've been rebooked on Delta flights before and yes. they do allow you to pick seats. Yep. So, so we didn't have a seat together, but luckily there was a nice guy next to me. And for some odd reason, he was protective of his backpack but there was nothing in his backpack it was weird and we're like but there is stuff up there you'll be fine does it have more leg room and he's like yeah it's got a lot more leg room up here and he's like "Mm, let's just wait till that person comes and sees and he's like oh okay well you know we we booked and we really wanted to sit together he's like all right then let's move he's like like, these young people yeah he's like you can put your back up here like you can put your back up here and he's like oh okay i guess i'll do it then and he put his bag up there and he sat down. Super nice guy. There was another couple too that, that was did the same in thing the row after you in did. front yeah. of us that did it right after we did Because after they saw us do it, they're like, well, why not? And the it's lady's like, yeah, It's always worth care. a shot. It's always yeah. worth a shot. Well, the one lady was like a nurse. She was traveling for a nursing assignment. She's like, I don't care where I sit. I'm just going to go to sleep anyway. <laughs> so that's what yeah. she told them. Yeah. Which is true of most people. You're just going to go to sleep anyway. So what does yeah. it matter? Us people who fly all the time, yeah. we sleep on planes. Right. I just enjoy first class. I honestly, I enjoy first class for the leg room and I don't feel like I'm right on top of my neighbor. That okay. is the main reason oh, okay. I book first class. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have enjoy long the legs meal. And a long torso, so it just doesn't really fit in other classes. Yeah. And I enjoy the meal that we get. Mm, tasty um, meal. Definitely but, check out that video on Lost Girl you know, from Ireland. It's not a make or break because typically we get good snacks. We did get good snacks most of the flights that we were on. Yeah. So, except um, for the one that left JFK or LaGuardia earlier. Yeah. We got not, weird. It was not it's a good weird. flight. It was really weird. It was not a good flight. Uh, and it wasn't on the employees that time. It just wasn't a good flight. Yeah, Plus, they clearly a... didn't weren't interested in doing anything, and it was just interesting. It is what it is. So yeah. that was our trip to New York. Yeah, we made it back to Vegas. We got a limo back home, y'all. You gotta yeah, check we got out a that video. Limo. I wasn't you, even thinking it was gonna be that big. You gotta check out that video on Lost Girl Tomorrowland on YouTube. But uh, it was awesome. 
Yeah. Um, and he booked it. Like he was flying, y'all. It typically takes us about 30, 45 minutes, depending on we how traffic goes. We were home in like 20 minutes. Like I looked up and we were already passing the USC thing. And I'm like, what? holy crap, how fast is he going? And yeah. he was just like, Wah. so we are totally looking forward to actually renting one and going up and seeing the lights one night yeah. at the strip. But uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Maybe we should book a limo to pick us up from the airport in Orlando. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, so that was our trip to New York. It was a lot of fun. It was a little stressful, but only stressful in the sense of me just trying to be in control of things yeah. and just trying to make sure everybody had a good time. Um, I think that's where a stress of a group of bigger than just your person Cause like I I know when Gary's happy and I'm pretty sure he knows when I'm happy. So like we can read each other and kind of figure things out, but like his dad and his aunt, like I just wanted to make sure they were also having a good time. Um, also trying to make sure we didn't lose them and nothing serious happened to them because they did do some foolish things yes. on several occasions yes. that we were just like, are we the parents here or like, you know, yeah, and we had to give my aunt a full talking to about not to talk to strangers and, you know, don't just ignore them. I'm still going to be polite. And it's like, then they're going to take advantage of you. That's what Which happens. is why I think she got a wine martini. <laughs> Could be. But it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And um, I think perhaps maybe in the future we will go back for a 24-hour trip and maybe go try and catch a Broadway show or yeah, maybe go try the firehouse again. Yeah. So... So we're excited, and our next chapter on the Awkward Chats today is talking about airplane etiquette, and so we'll come and get you in a minute for that. Let's transition here. So I'm sure you guys have all heard about snakes on a plane. You've probably heard about bad people on a plane, too, but have you ever experienced farts on a, fla on a plane? And not just, like, one fart... Or somebody stunk up the bathroom and it kind of lingered for a minute. Yeah. I'm talking incessant flatulence consistently on a rolling basis of at least 10 to 15 minutes for a four-hour flight. Four hours. From if you have Atlanta not experienced that, then you are doing well in the universe. Okay? You are doing very well. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, there is a video on it on Lost Girl on Tomorrowland YouTube page. If you want to check out that full video, and if you're watching this in the preview, definitely. Maybe subscribe. we'll put a clip in. Yeah, maybe, but like it's uh, it's definitely a, a video that. Uh, wow, I was lucky not to be on that flight. I'm not gonna lie. To you. Yeah, Gary didn't actually come with me to Memphis nope. on that trip. Um, I came by myself during that trip, and I was in first class because that's just how your girl likes to fly. Um, Especially I was in the second trip. row. Okay. So just because you fly first class, this does not make you immune to this problem. Um, so we got on the flight, the person sitting next to me immediately. And this happens almost every time we're flying home. I get asked if I'm going to a con or if I'm going to some conference or whatever, if I'm flying by myself. That's usually the first question that is asked to me is like, why are you coming to Vegas? And I'm always like, I live here. And then the oohs and the ahs ensue after that. 
And so whatever, made friendly with the neighbor. He was coming into town for a conference and he was really excited about it and really excited to be flying in first class. And, you know, I think he was really excited to have this moment for himself. And we took off. Everything was fine. And about two minutes after takeoff, we get our first fart. And I was like, Jesus, what is this? Like, it smells really bad. We don't really know where it's coming from. We all just kind of look around and we're just like, okay, whatever. Hopefully this doesn't happen again. And, you know, you kind of snicker a little bit too. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much the rude awakening that continued throughout the rest of this flight. So... Um, We all kind of snickered a little bit, just kind of looked around, and we're like, okay, whatever. Then it happened again. Yeah. Oh, I was pausing for dramatic effect. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I was playing with stuff, too. And so then it happened again, and this time we saw who dealt it. And the person who dealt it decided that the best course of action for him was to aggressively fan... His area. Yeah, pretty much. And um, so he was like aggressively waving his hands in the air at this point. He hadn't started using the the seat back thing yet. He was just using his his stuff to like air out the air, which if you're by yourself and you stink up a, a spot, that's what you do. You kind of like disperse it so that you don't have to smell it. But an airplane is a small, confined piece of tin. Okay, it's not like you fanning it means everybody else is now in it with you. Mm -hmm. And it was the worst smell because it's as a nurse, typically when you your farts stink and you have multiple, it usually means you need to go to the bathroom. And that is typically what it means. It doesn't always mean that. But for the most part, if your farts smell and you're doing multiple farts, you probably need to go to the bathroom. So in my head, I'm just like, okay, maybe this guy needs to go up and go to the bathroom. Maybe he'll excuse himself once the seatbelt sign has relinquished itself, and maybe he'll go to the bathroom. It kind of died down. I'm not going to lie. It stopped. Because he had to eat some food. Because he needed to eat. And lunch was coming out. This was a lunch flight. I decided to try the salad this flight because on my last flight, I tried the cheeseburger, and I wanted to try something different. And so I got the salad. The salad was okay. It wasn't a bad salad, but he finished his meal. And amazingly, he finished his meal without farting. Um, He got the cheeseburger, scrunched it down, and then looked at his wife, and then he farted again. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to eat my food. And what sucked about my food was I was also going low at the time, too. So I was in this really weird position where it smelled terrible, because this man had farted again, my blood sugar was low, and I wasn't feeling good because it was it smelled so bad. Like, it smelled so bad. And at this point, the gentleman that was in the front row right, I could tell he was getting visibly upset by all this. He was... He didn't, he didn't say anything to the person who was farting, but he did get up and say something to the stewardess, who then came out and was like, are you okay? So, you know, she clearly was like, hey, like, what's going on here? Right, understandably. And nobody ate their lunch. Everybody, like, maybe took a couple bites, but the guy started farting again almost as soon as he was done. So none of us got to actually eat. 
our food, not, not, nor did we want to because, again, the plane just smelled. So then he started using air freshener when he farted, and he also started aggressively fanning with one of the seatback things that had, like, information about the plane. Yeah, the guide, basically, if it's going down, the mask come down, yeah. those things, yeah. Yeah, so he's, like, aggressively fanning, spraying air freshener, which is giving me a headache. It was the worst. This went on for the entirety of the flight. And it was to the point that every time it happened, everybody behind us, we would all just look at each other with these faces. Like, is this really happening again? Oh, my God. Is this going to keep going? Like, we were... All clearly not feeling well. I literally felt helpless. I did. I felt very helpless. And he was literally in the seat directly in front of me. If there was anybody who was getting splashed back any worse, it was me. Yeah, well, that seat. It was that definitely. Seat probably fucking wore out, too. Well, there was one point he farted, and I thought he shit his pants. Like, the smell elevated to the point that I thought he shit his pants. I wanted to ask him if he needed to go to the bathroom, that it was okay to use the bathroom. His wife even got up and used the bathroom at one point during this flight, but not him. And I don't want to hate on people who have invisible disabilities because I am one of those people. So part of me did wonder if maybe he had some type of GI issue. Maybe he was allergic to something. But here's the thing. Majority of people who have those issues don't want to have those issues on a plane. And most of the time, those people will purposely avoid whatever food it is that causes them issues, or they'll avoid food altogether so that they don't have that issue while they're on a plane. Well, yeah, I think that's part of it, but also the part, too, like his wife was laughing about it with him, yeah. and he was laughing about it, and then never to go to the bathroom. Like, clearly, you had to go to the bathroom. Like, there's clearly something there. So... And the fact that he never got up to use the bathroom and his wife actually got up and he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to go. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, I mean, you can see it on the video that we did on YouTube. It's really weird. And it's like, why wouldn't you just go to the bathroom? Even if it's a GI issue and it doesn't come out for whatever reason, it should help you some to go At to the bathroom. At least fart in the bathroom. <laughs> or do something, man. Do so Try to do something. Like, you're so disrespectful. And then the fact that the plane lands and he just runs off, doesn't apologize to yeah, anyone. Yeah, he made no apology to yeah, anybody nothing. at all. D like, didn't even look in anybody's general direction. One person, um, when we did start to deboard, he came towards the front. He's like, well, we landed. At least that doesn't stink. <laughs> and then he said something about, well, I knew we were having cheeseburgers and salad, but I didn't know we were having Brussels sprouts. For lunch, like, I mean, he just started, like, going in with the pun after pun after pun. And that was funny. Um, but it's, I ran into the people that were behind me on the plane. I just happened to recognize what they were wearing. And I was like, could you guys smell it just as bad back there? I mean, I figured they could, but I just wanted to kind of commiserate. Confirmation of the horrors. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me. Um, and they were like, yeah, where was it coming from? As if it was coming from me. <laughs> no, it was the person in front of me, which maybe they couldn't have seen it. They were in the third row, so maybe they couldn't have seen the front row. But this guy's hands were yeah, like, he was, like he was in the air pretty aggressively. Yeah, I read online that people have been kicked off for stinking up planes before. Um, personally, I don't know how I feel if they were going to kick him off. I wish they would have done it in the beginning of the flight. But 
by the time I was feeling sick to my stomach, like absolutely sick to my stomach, we were about 45 minutes from home and I wouldn't have wanted to have to stop the flight at right. that point. I would have I mean, just, what, they would have went to Phoenix maybe like, yeah. and that's an hour away. So. And then I would still have to figure out how I was getting home from yeah, there. Cause right. I don't think they just take off and continue to their destination. Oh, maybe I've well, never, I mean, they probably would have to because the plane has to take somebody from Las Vegas after yours. So they might. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what would have happened if we had diverted, um, you have to let us know in the comments. The pilots had no idea what was going on. You have to let us know in the comments if you've ever had a weird flight like this, because we'd love to hear kind of those strange flight stories. We've been flying so much lately that we've really gotten some weird ones lately. We've so. gotten an interesting flight story almost every time we fly. I wish we didn't. I wish one would just go easily. Like, yeah, just, can we just have a normal flight? Yeah. But, you know, the YouTube gods are like, you want content. Yeah. Here is content. I like just just tape a first class flight somewhere and it's like now we're gonna throw this wrench in there so that you gotta just so you know no flight is ever absolutely 100% normal yeah just isn't so that was my absolute flight from hell that has given me PTSD because now you can ask Gary anytime I smell anything that is remotely not the smell that I was smelling I immediately go to that spot and I go to that time and I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be trapped on another long flight with a very stinky human being? Well, the funny part is too, like on the planes, they don't allow you to wear those like masks anymore. Like the, the mask that we would use to make like uh, soaps and stuff. You're not allowed to do that anymore on planes. And that would have fit perfectly in that situation. Cause at least you've been able to breathe. Oh yeah. We're in N95. I well, think you can. Just, not the N95. That's not what I'm talking about. I said oh, what the you gas. used to make, yes, what you used um, to make soap with the two filters on the side. You're no longer allowed to wear those on planes anymore. And that would have actually helped your situation. So it's kind of weird that they like don't allow those anymore. That's true. For whatever reason. That's true. It probably would have been really nice. Or, <sighs> you know, had the gentleman like removed himself to the back of the plane. Something. The guy could have done something. Like the disrespect and then not even apologizing and just like the arrogance. It's like, come on, man. To be I mean, literally all you would have had to do, done is been like, I'm so sorry. I'm having issues. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for peace with dealing me. with it. I appreciate like that yes. goes a long way. Like right, I'm not exactly. asking for any type of compensation or anything like that, but just the fact that you acknowledge the fact that you were just as miserable as the rest of us. Yeah. And made our flight absolutely horrendous for four hours. I think that goes a long way. Yeah, me too. And uh, hopefully I never have to deal with that again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I hope so too. So if you guys are watching us on YouTube, watching us on the YouTube, make sure you guys hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And ring that notification bell so that way you guys get notified when we do at least three videos a week. Three videos. And we'll come and get you for the next one. Ain't that the truth, baby Ruth? Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. And for those on the podcast, we'll be right back. All right, so now that we talked about farts on a plane. Which leads us into our next yeah, segue. Plane etiquette. I mean, what do you do on a plane? I mean, like, there's certain things that I think. I, I don't know if you could do anything in that situation. You could have asked them to land and get him off, and I, maybe they would have done that. I feel like that's an overstretch. Even though I know it's horrible and I wasn't there, so it's kind of hard for me to give my full, like... I think I you would have been so pissed. Oh, I would have said something. I've been like, you need some diapers, buddy? You, you like, need some I think you would have been... I've seen you get frustrated with minor things, and I think this just would have been... Because it kept happening. Yeah. 
And I can usually just, I'll be pissed inside, but I just won't say anything because I'm such a fucking people pleaser. Yeah. I don't think you are. No, I'm not a people pleaser at all. No. So. It's not my personality. <laughs> which is why we go good together. We, we, we're the yin and the yang. But I think you definitely would have gotten extremely pissed, especially one because it was a first class seat. So you're already paying to feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. They draw that curtain. The people in coach had no fucking idea what was happening in fucking first class. I guarantee you that they were maybe getting a blimp of what was getting happen, Like what was happening? Uh, I think if you farted for four hours straight, it would have recirculated through the plane. I do think that that's the case, but I don't know. Again, not there. We didn't ask anybody in coach or whatever. But I also think too, like not being able to eat my meal because I was so physically ill. Yeah. I think I probably should have said something to Delta about that just to have been like, hey. Yeah, I would have. I mean, yeah. We still have to write the story for the last trip, uh, which I have the notes now. I just have to actually put it in like a long form. Um, yeah. So that we can send that in. Cause just that was put our nightmare. confirmation number for that trip in there and then that's, they can pull it. Yeah, because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And when I'm doing that, maybe I'll just write a short one for you about the farts on the plane and how you weren't able to eat and stuff. You know, why not? Throw it in there. I mean, hopefully we'll get some. Sky yeah, we could just be like, we could just be it, like, you know? this has been our trip for the month of June. Yeah, because like it happened in June, yeah. so. Yeah, let, let us know. Let us know in those comments, uh, or even shoot over to Instagram or our YouTube page, Lost Girl in Tomorrowland. Let us know what you think. Like, what is your response to this? Because uh, we fly literally in the month of June. Mm. I took like seven flights. Yeah. And so when we talk about airplane etiquette, there's some other things too we want to talk about. One of the things is using earphones. Earphones? Is that right? Earphones? Earphones? Headphones. Headphones. Well, I mean, they are earphones, but yeah, headphones. That's the proper name. I don't know why I said earphones, y'all. Anyways, headphones. Please use them, especially with kids. Kids yeah. don't tend to use them. And then you're listening to like, Dora says tequila is good for you. And you're like, <laughs> What? what? What's Dora the Explorer talking yeah, about now? Or like uh, the the greens and they'll be heard talking about hurdy tooth and stuff. You know, oh, and yes. it's like Lily loved that hurdy tooth. But like you hear that on the planes, mm-hmm. and it's like just get your kids some headphones. Uh, just it's not just kids either; it's adults too. Oh, like yeah. we've been on. I was just flights. trying to be nice and say that it was kids, so they'd be like, "Oh, it wasn't me," you know. Yeah, well, we've also been on flights with adults, too, that'll just, like, straight up be playing their shit. The whole time. And then the stewardess, thankfully in first class, they usually do a pretty good job of being like, hey, excuse me, like, headphones. You need to put headphones on. But if you're in the uh, uh, back class coach, they don't care. They could take them an hour to get to you because they have, like, hundreds of Hundreds of people to see. Yeah. Yeah. It could be like a long time. And you got like this, like, I remember one guy was listening to Spanish hip hop and it was just like, okay. We're like an hour in. Can you please put some headphones on? Because I don't, I don't care. I don't want to hear this. You know? I will also say to counter that with the headphones, a legit tip is get yourself some good noise canceling air, air headphones as well. Oh, 100%. If you fly a lot, you need noise canceling headphones. Because you put them on and you turn on the noise cancelization and it just becomes your own private little bubble. Yeah, unless it's filled with farts and then you can still Yeah, smell and then it. you're just still... Well, I mean, it doesn't block out the sense of smell. But yeah, so moving <laughs> moving on Like to the Black Widow movie, like, I broke my nose so I don't have to smell the farts. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, but then you have to breathe it in through your mouth, which means you're <gasps> tasting the, the poop particles. Yeah. So, uh, you're probably just tasting blood though if you broke your nose. <laughs> so this is true, but that's an extreme, guys. Don't yeah, do that. Don't, don't do, that don't do what Gary says. Uh, but yeah, so headphones that's I think number one. 
Yeah. Number one thing, etiquette. Number two, too, is like, mm. um, please stop shoving your bags into the overhead compartments when someone just has a backpack in there. Mm. I have very extensive mm. equipment that in my backpack that I put in the overhead because I want my loom space. And every time there's some jerk who thinks that they can fit their bag into mm-hmm. the tiny space. And it's like the one thing, at least if Nacy puts her bag up there, we can just close it right away. Yeah. And that's the two people. Otherwise, you have all these jerks that try to like squeeze their stuff on and top And even of with it. my stuff in there, we've had them open yeah. the bins and try and shove yeah. shove their stuff in. And we're just like, oh, God, please, yeah, don't, please don't destroy shove my laptop. My laptop. Yeah. Because for a while we were carrying his laptop in the bottom of our duffel yep. before we ordered the new travel laptop. The good old Alienware that's like a uh, hundred uh, pounds and like the size of like four bricks put together. It's huge. It's huge. It doesn't it's fit. Right it really it's doesn't like fit in anybody's laptop bag no. either because it's so big. Yeah, it's like a 19 inch. Yeah. It's a great laptop. Yeah, Fantastic it's laptop. It's it's working on what, like year six or seven at this point? Uh, I think it's like 10 years old now and it can still handle this stuff. So it's, it's still old. doing really good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we would put our stuff up there and people would still be shoving. Yeah. Every time. Like, it's like, come on, stop. Like, stop trying to break our stuff so that your stuff can fit up there. You're also only allowed two items yes. per person. And I only bring a backpack. So the backpack goes up top because I want the leg room. Yeah. And, and he's so entitled like, to. And I have one item. So it goes in the, the thing. And it's a big backpack. It's basically. Yeah. It's not really backpack. a backpack that could be shoved under the seats. I mean, I think in a pinch we could. But yeah. that's not its intention yeah, or exactly. its purpose. So it's like, please stop shoving your stuff in there. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Either move to the next one. Or check your bag and have it sent there. We can't because we have so many batteries in there that yeah, we, we actually don't have the option to do that. So that's not something that I can do. Coming, I think in the future, I think we are going to be looking into a Pelican case Agreed. as a wheeled carry-on. Yeah. So that that will be what is actually up in the overhead space. So if it gets kicked or shoved or whatever, it's all safe, yeah. it's all safe and padded. Um, yeah. It's pretty padded in the book bag. As it is, um, because it is a special book bag for a camera. And laptop and everything. Yeah. But it's it's not foolproof like right. a Pelican case would be. So right. we're looking into potentially a Pelican case in the future. So if you've got any recommendations, by all means, I leave really us like a comment that, below. I really like that orange colored Pelican case. It's I think Pelican cases are awesome. They're heavy as fuck because I've had to use them for work. Right. But. Agreed. I mean. They're good. Yeah. They're worth it. Yeah. They're gonna. They're definitely shock protecting, and when you're buying thousands of dollars of equipment, you need to protect it. Agreed. Yeah. So, so seriously, have some have some compassion on those overhead compartments. Uh, you know, yes. especially if you're late to the plane. That's the that, yeah. typically the people that are late to the plane that are trying to shove stuff, and it's like you're late. Just take what's available. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And like, you don't even sit in this row, and you're opening mine up to see if there's any space. It's mm-hmm. like it's ain't none of your business. Which I will say is one of the benefits to sitting in first class yeah. for the most part. For the most part, it's not always a foolproof for us, but for right. the most part, we don't really get a, pe- a lot of people messing with our Except luggage. That crazy guy that was in front of us on the way to Vegas that one time, and then he jumped up, opened it, took his stuff out, and then closed it again. It was like it's weird. Yeah, we we we've dealt with some weird. weird there's been some weirdos on planes for sure. Um, what is another? Okay, so you definitely want to talk about reclining. Yes, I'd like to talk reclining about of the seats. Now, I have seen this topic come up a few times on the Sky Miles boards, and people are always mixed 50 50. Like, should you recline? Should you not recline? Should you wait till after the meal is over? 
especially in first class. It's different in coach. In coach, I can't even imagine reclining my seat. Uh, I think it's disrespectful on our coach to recline. You already don't have any space. And to recline, you're literally taking that that half an inch that they have back there. Um, that's I think it's just absolutely disrespectful to recline and coach. I think it's absolutely disrespectful. Or in a cheap airline like Southwest or whatever, where the seats aren't that far back, it is absolutely disrespectful in my opinion to, to do recline I, I literally just sit up straight the whole time and try to give people as much space as I can while I'm there but do you think do you think you should just recline because you bought that seat and that is your space and the seat reclines it's got the function yeah I mean you can buy a handgun should you shoot somebody with it just because you got a handgun no that's that's the logic that you're using there I have something so I should use it it's like that's not how it works so do you think if there's, no, if there's no one behind you, go ahead and recline. I, I mean, if you're like, and this rarely happens anymore with plane flights, as we've seen, that that, that they're not 100% full lately. Uh, but if it's a partially empty flight and there's no one behind you, feel free to recline. The thing is, if there's someone behind you, you're basically creating this situation where they can't move at all. So if there's a small child in the seat behind you, appropriate. I don't know. It kind of depends on the situation. Mm. What if you're in the last row of first class and there's a big space between you and Comfort Plus? <laughs> Let's try to nickel and dime a, a reasonable thing. I don't know. Again, that would be that would be situational, and that's extremely rare. So, so if somebody leaned up to be like, "Hey, do you mind if I reclining?" Would you just be like, "No, please don't." I would say, "Please don't." I, that's what I'd say. I would. Be like, Thank you for be, asking. Thanks um, for asking, but please don't do it because I won't be able to move. Like in first class, when people, if you recline all the way in first class with me, it's literally like playing Tetris trying to get out of the seat to go to the bathroom. It is. So, even in, in first class. Right. So, in coach, I can't move. I literally would have to shove you forward before I can move, which I'll do, by the way. He if would. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I would be like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. You need to go up. Uh, but I, I think it's just disrespectful and coach to recline. And I think it's disrespectful that the airlines have forced us into these situations. True. They should have more space between the seats. The FAA should be requiring them for more inches between those seats so that people can actually move. I mean, look at the eighties and the seventies. They used to have like lounges like they do overseas with like couches and stuff that you could go sit at and have your cocktails and stuff. And that was just regular class seats. So that people could get up and wouldn't be stuck there. Now the seats are smaller. There's no place to escape to. And it's like, it sucks. Please be respectful of the people around you and don't recline. It just, it doesn't work on the, on the, especially the, the, especially if you're in coach. Yeah. We've been on a couple of flights, even in first class where immediately, as soon as we take off, yep. seat back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right in my lap. As soon as we take off. And it's like, then you have to like switch the TV screen. You got this person right in your lap. It's like, if I want to piss, I could literally just piss on the back of their shoulder. Like, I yeah, mean, it does really upset him. It, it upsets me a little bit. Well, it I, doesn't upset me. It's just frustrating. It's like you have no regard for the people around you. None. And they always go fully back. It's not like they go partial way. Yeah. They just like you can <laughs> in first class, you can lean back a little bit and you won't be in that many people's space. Uh, but once they don't, they don't, they go full back. And, and you then, do get a lot more recline in first class right, than you, you do. Can. And then you got the, the when they have to actually go up to whatever, 90 10, degrees. 000. No, when oh. they go to 90 degrees when you're landing, they have to get it back up. They can't do it. It's so far back. They're like, oh, help me push the seat up. And you just want to punch it. You know, you just want to punch them. <laughs> 
because it's like, why are you so far back? What are you doing? Why, why, can't, why do you have to do that? You can easily sleep in a first class chair if you can sleep in a chair. If you can sleep on a plane, you I've can had, sleep. Yeah, in first I've class. had many a seats in first yeah. class that won't recline at all. Right, me too. that I've like tried to push back just a little bit, just to ease my back. Yeah, and I won't go back. And I've I've slept in those positions. Yeah. Plenty it's, of times. If you're tired, so like, you're going to sleep. And then and the reclining feature isn't that much. It's not like no. you can adjust your body to actually get comfortable in that recline. It's a useless recline to begin with from a from a posture perspective. Yeah. Because you can't get in a situation where you're laying flat. It's kind of like this. I'm like Jenga-ing it back here. It's not comfortable. So you're just doing it yeah, to you make everybody around really, you uncomfortable. You can't even really see the screen. Right. So it's either in like. You're looking up or, yeah, I would agree. So that's my thing. Like, don't recline. It's that simple. Just don't recline. Have some respect for the people around you. Yeah, it sucks for everybody, especially if you're in a coach. Please don't recline. That is just horrible. I don't know. I won't fly coach for a while, I feel like. (laughs) I I can understand that. Yeah. It's just we, so for me, when we're traveling together, that means I'm usually in the middle which means I'm sandwiched between Gary and a stranger. And yes. I don't I don't like that. One because I have I do have a bad shoulder and that's usually the shoulder that gets kind of tucked in and I usually like my knees will start to cramp up. Yeah. My back starts to cramp up because I'm stuck in this position that I have to sit in and coach. And even for me, uh, even if I'm over by the window, you have that weird arch. So like my shoulders like pressed up against it and I'm like this. And then I have to kind of like lean my head back away from it to get the spot because it's so tight. Come yeah. on, FA, do better. So, yeah, it's we just have not had good luck. Comfort Plus is a little bit better, but not by much. It only really gives you just a little bit more leg room, Yeah. which in theory is good for Gary. I think the best seats so far that were non-first class were the premium seats that were the exit row. Yeah. They're other weird. Than have, other than you have the weird metal thing on both sides of you because it's like an yeah. enclosed seat. Uh, other than that, yeah, it definitely was a little more spacious and actually worked better. Yeah, and you don't get a, a, a monitor on yes. the back. You have it in this unfold thing, which is a lot like the table system. Which is horrible, horrible if you get stuck, because if you get stuck and like they're circling the airfield, you have to put it down and put it away a good hour before you land. Mm -hmm. So you've got like an hour of like, okay, and if nothing to do, well, if the Wi-Fi doesn't work on the plane, yeah, you have absolutely nothing to do. So it's got its pluses and minuses. Um, But I think in terms of having actual leg room so you don't feel so cramped, uh, it's really our best our best shot. But. Any other etiquette for the plane? Right. So what's your thoughts on the bathroom? How does that work on a plane? Is pooping okay? You just a pee girl? I mean, I am a girl with stomach issues. Right. So I'm, I've yet to have to poop on a plane. I purposely kind of know my limits. Yeah. Um, but who's to say the next time I fly, I'm not going to have to show on a plane. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not uh, envious of those people. The amount of uh, turbulence we always hit every time I'm just peeing in the bathroom. It's like what? It's like, it's like I'm going Picasso mode on the wall. You're like free balling it. <laughs> uh, so I can't imagine like sitting down and pooping. I've never done it. I don't have anything against it. Um, again, it's something that you have to do. They're there. 
I have went into the bathrooms and they've smelled bad from the previous yeah. person. Uh, it happens. One thing on Delta, though, I have to say is they do clean the bathrooms pretty well during the flight, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, I will so, say it. I've never really gone in their bathrooms and it be nasty. Yeah. So my etiquette thing is more to the audience. I think it's okay, but I'm definitely interested in like your opinions. What about, you know, is it appropriate to poop on the plane? Should what about, you not? What about coughing oh my on God. the plane? Yeah. So, and the last thing about the pooping, though, like you have to think about like an RV. Like some people don't want you to poop in their RV, right? So yeah. It's the same in planes. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm asking. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I would say no, but I'm, I'm wondering what our audience says more because I think we're in agreement that I, it's okay. It is It is what it is. I think if you need to go and yeah, that's I what's happening, I think you need to use it. I would rather have you pooping stinking. in the bathroom instead of farting in front of me for four yeah. hours. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so, um, so as for coughing, coughing is an interesting thing. So we were in line for our uh, missed flight uh, in Atlanta. And this old lady and this old guy were behind us. Um, she was very grandmothery, but kind of like uh, uh, an asshole. She's she had definitely a smoker's from, cough. She's definitely from New York. And I think she had COVID. I don't think it was a smoker's cough. She was hacking She had like us. She had a very bronchial cough. Oh my gosh, yeah. She definitely had like bronchitis or... Like maybe, it was deep yes. and... Uh, the whole time. For the whole three hours we stood in line, she stood right behind us with her husband who would get in and out of the line, by the way. Instead of her getting out yeah, of the line. Yeah, and just cough on us and cough on us. And she'd be like, oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. And it's like, no. Like, come on. I don't want to get sick. Yes, please. Just, you don't have to stand here. Your husband can. Please just go sit down. Go sit down somewhere. I think if you're get sick. Get some Theraflu or something. Yeah. Down that stuff. Like, feel better. No reason to cough on us and get us sick. I also Please. think if you're sick, don't fly. That I I still stand by that. Well, I think if one, you can change your flight, change your flight. Agree, especially for like vacations. Yeah, Definitely if you can't, I understand. Like if it's an emergency, I but understand. We had a family that was flying with us from. I think it was. We were going to South Carolina. I think it was South Carolina. Yeah, yeah I think it was South Carolina back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. is where they were on the plane with us, mm-hmm. and they were dog sick. The mom grabbed the barf bag and was like about to puke during the flight because she didn't feel good. And the stewardess knew it because she came and checked on her throughout the flight. The kid was just coughing, like coughing, coughing, just coughing, coughing. nose running, and, running, running. And the, the father was just like taking his shirt and wiping the kid's face and then just wearing the shirt. And I was just like, oh gosh, I hope we make it out of this. We were just like, sick. we're gonna get so sick. I don't, did we get sick after that flight? Uh, I think we did, but it wasn't too bad. They were literally sitting the row across from us and one row up. So they were like right in our our airway. Yeah. And it was just like, oh gosh, I just turned the air, blasted on me as best it could and just hoped that I didn't get sick. Yeah, that was probably the closest call I think we've really had. The guy that was next to me on our Southwest flight to Phoenix, he was sick. Because he coughed a lot. I'm not a fan of Southwest anymore either, by the way. There's a whole etiquette with that that we could talk about, too. Yeah, I don't think you should have to fight for your seat, bro. Yes. I don't, I just, I don't, I used to fly Southwest a lot, and I used to think that that was an advantage, because if I could cheat the system somehow and get to the front of the line, that everything would be fine. No one gets good seats on Southwest. But that is not the case. Yes, not at all. That is not the case whatsoever, especially coming back to Las Vegas like it was coming back to Las Vegas I had the second number on the plane I had the second boarding number and over 50 people were already on the plane before I got on the plane 
Because of pre-board. Because of pre-boarding, because of, uh, I don't know, some people just literally just went on the plane during the pre-boarding process. I'm not sure why. They just did. 50 people. It was so useless. I'm like, oh, that's great. So I'm mid-plane by the time I got on. Yeah. And I was supposed to be number two. And I was number three. Let us not do that anymore, folks. Let us just be assigned, assign ourselves. I love having assigned seats because that is my seat. I picked my seat. I'm fine with it. Agreed. I'm not trying to fight anybody. Agreed. I'm (laughs) agreed. hundred percent agreed. I just, I don't know. Um, I mean, it'll be better. I think so as of right now, since we're mostly flying first class, we are literally the first group of people on the plane. Yeah. Where we don't have any worries about our overhead bed space. We don't have any worries about that. When we were flying coach, there was a bit of a question. But as long as we were in the front of main cabin one, we never had any issues. Um, If you fly comfort plus, never have any issues because you guys go after first class. So um, if you're towards the end of main cabin one or your cabin two or three, you're probably not going to have any overhead bend space so if you pack light not a big deal um i usually do in my my carry-on bag because i don't like to carry a whole lot with my bad shoulder but i will say overall um that was that was like the biggest issue was like yeah. overhead bend space southwest doesn't seem to have that problem it seems Agreed. like their planes are, are a little more are equipped. fitted for that yeah um, but they are all 737s. Um, I don't think they fly anything but 737s. So keep that in mind. Whereas Delta has like a full range of different planes from the 321s to the 737s to I know I'm learning about airplanes and I really like it because it makes me like flying more. And that's always a win. Yeah. Um, so that's another legit tip. If you're afraid of flying, just fly more. That's true. Immersion therapy. Yeah. It really, I have come a long way in the last year of taking God knows how many flights I've taken. And the it hasn't even been a year yet, actually. It'll be a year, I think, come September. It'll be a year that I've been doing this. So. Yeah, it's been a while. So when we talk about etiquette, too, uh, the one thing with the Southwest thing is, like, what is your etiquette on uh, filling in the rows? Do you like to do the the two outside seats or are you just a I'm going to sit in the middle and then let someone sit on the outside what are your thoughts there I think if it's not a full flight I'm going to sit on the outside seat and I'm going to pretend like I'm angry with you the entire time so that nobody tries to sit in between us yeah good strategy good strategy there's another legit tip there you can fight in line when yeah. you're waiting to get on the plane and make it have like a fake fight and then people will be less Likely. interested in sitting between you because you two are supposedly having a fight yeah so there's a legit tip for you. You just be like, I saw that picture you took of that hooker in that in our what? room. Why would you bring a hooker to our hotel room? Why are you still on them date nights? I mm. know I saw you on the tendy. It'll go back to our um our idea of going to the sex stores, wherever yeah. those two people are. Yeah. Those are our characters in line. Sugar tits and Professor Green. Yeah, sugar tits and Professor Green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> Oh, yeah. man, the looks we would get. Should we bring Sugar Tits and Professor Green to Walt Disney World with us? <laughs> no. no, it's a kid-friendly place. We don't want to We don't want to see Sugar Tits wandering around. <laughs> sugar Tits. But, um, Anyways. So, yeah, that's definitely an etiquette thing. I think 
I think, honestly, if it's going to be a full flight and they've already said it, just move to the center and, and get yeah. it over with and hope that you get somebody small next to you. That's kind of what you're rooting for is like a small person or older person or skinny person, someone who's not farting. I'm still going to sit on the outside edge until it gets towards the end of boarding. Yeah. Because the people in the back are just the poor fox. True. True. And they might be nice. Yeah. So there's that part. I, I think I'll that's be like, look, you don't even have to sit in the middle. The rest of the seats are. I have chosen you. You, sir, in the pink hat. <sighs> yes, you. I will scoot over for you. Could you imagine? Like, I mean, think about that. The people at the end of the line are thinking, I'm just going to get a middle seat. Yep. Which and is why then, you shouldn't buy Southwest folks. And then you graciously are like, they'll, they'll be like, can I sit there? And I'll be like, I'll do you one better. You, <laughs> sir, get an aisle seat. I have made your day. Why? Because. And then if I'm really mad at my husband, I'll just let them sit in the middle. <laughs> but yeah, so any other <laughs> etiquette things from appliance? Um, don't. Don't. Bring a stinky meal on the plane to eat. <laughs> that happens so often. You get it if it smells good, you. then that's fine. But if Even it smells that, like bo, don't get don't don't bring flagrant food on the plane. Just don't bring it. It's, it's, it's like a, a it's strategy. like eating in an office. Yeah, like don't bring fish. Yes, but but even just like uh, spicy food or whatever, you know, you're gonna have people around you that are gonna be like, that's that smells bad. Even though I may enjoy the smell, other people might not. So you got to be considerate true. of people. Yeah, stay away from garlic. Stay away from fish. Yes. Stay away from onions. Yes. Um, maybe do some French fries, or maybe yeah, like simple. a little bit of like chicken tenders. Yeah. Um, if and you I, can eat before you get on the plane, though, just eat agree. before you can get That's on what the plane. I was gonna say, yeah, definitely try to eat before you get on the plane. I know sometimes it doesn't happen because you got a short layover mm-hmm. or you're grabbing it on the way through. I get it. Yeah, I get it too. We've been there. Just try. Just try not to do that because it's just not a good experience. Yeah. Um, and especially if the flight's only like an hour. There's no reason to have to bring outside food onto an hour-long flight. And then I think another flight etiquette is just be nice to the stewards and the pilots. If, if you know, if they're doing the best they can, that's all they can do. Yeah. That's all they can do. Yeah. And a lot of time the delays are not their faults. Yeah. They want to get done with this flight just as much as <laughs> yeah, you do. exactly. Um, and, um, sometimes you can meet cool people doing that. So, um, you never know. You just never know who you're flying with. Could be somebody great. Could be somebody absolutely disgusting who wants to fart the entire time. So (laughs) it's farting time. Like, let's just hope that never happens again. I hope so too. Yes, I hope that I don't know how to explain it. I need to have to experience. So, what will we on experience flight. on our next flight? I don't, I don't know. I hope it's just a smooth, nice flight. But we are flying to a different city this time. We yeah. are flying to Charleston. We're still flying through Atlanta. Yeah. No, we're going through Detroit this time. Oh. Uh, well, I think good. one I think of I'll... the other flights is through Atlanta, but yeah. the flight there is through Detroit. That's good. So, so at least you don't have to deal with the Atlanta folks for one flight. So, um, yeah, and we've got a lot more planned for this month. We're going to be in Charleston for two and a half weeks, 17 days. And and then we're going to Orlando. Then I'm I'm probably going to be working a lot of it. I'm not going to lie. But 
I'm excited to try and explore a little bit of Charleston, see if we can find some good food, some good hangout spots to show you guys. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to be flying back. And then we're going to be driving to Phoenix. Phoenix. We're going to be in Phoenix for a couple of days. We're going to go to a yellow card concert. Yep. I don't know how much we're going to be allowed to show that. We're probably definitely not bringing the camera, but we're going to have our phones on us fully charged. We did get VIP. Yeah. tickets so we're gonna get to see their um, warm-up set and hopefully get to have some one-on-one time with them even if it is in a group of hundreds of people um i don't think it's that big but yeah i don't know, I don't know how big it is but uh, I'm, I'm excited yeah the vip should be fun the the acoustic set will be interesting uh and then you know it's the 20th anniversary of ocean avenue so yeah we're really excited i got gary a hand written lyrics from Ryan William K, which is the lead singer of Yellow mm-hmm. Card. It's handwritten. It's numbered. <laughs> yes. I don't remember what number it is. I think it's like it's three. Two. Oh, is it two? two? Yeah. Yeah. So we're so I must have been order number two. Mm-hmm. It's uh, believe if you're interested in what the song is. It's handwritten lyrics, but that's that's the song title. Um. So yeah. So that's really awesome. He's gonna bring it with him. See if maybe. I might. Yeah. See if I can get uh, some of the other members to sign it. Yeah. See if I can get Mackie to sign it. The violin player. Um, so yeah, so we're really excited about that. We're going to be spending three days in Phoenix. We got a really awesome resort that I'm hoping turns out to be a really awesome resort. Yeah. And we hope to do a little bit. I mean, we've been in Phoenix a bunch, so we kind of know the area. There's a couple places we'd still like to visit. We'll see if we can get there and kind of check those out while we're there. We'll have no work. So, you know, it'll be nice to not have work while I'm in Phoenix. And then we come back home. And we are home for a couple days, and then we head to Orlando. Orlando. And we'll be in Orlando for about 10 days, give or take. We might stay longer. Don't really know. But as of right now, it's a 10-day, about 10 days. Yeah, and and for those that are new, especially off of tracks, we started out vlogging really in Orlando. That's kind Mm -hmm. of where we started, and then it sort of evolved through our journey. So going back there is going to be kind of like going back uh, to where it all began. Yeah, where we shot. The first vlog, yeah. First vlog was just me in uh, Toy Story Land. Toy Story Land, yeah. On the day of Toy Story Land open, that was the very first vlog that I created. Yep. So, um, Lost Girl on Tomorrowland at YouTube. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to, hoping, um, as of right now, we're staying at the Swan Reserve for a couple of nights, which is a new hotel. It looks nice. Yeah, it's a Marriott, which if you didn't know, the Swan and Dolphin are also Marriott properties, but this is their newest extension of that. We might be taking in some of the parks. We haven't officially decided yet, (laughs) but I don't see how we are not going to go to Orlando and not do that. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Make sure you guys definitely stay tuned to the channel for that. Definitely subscribe. And then after that, I have a conference in Orlando for five days. That's going to be a lot. And then we're going to, we're obviously the conference is during the day. So we get to have fun at night and we're going to go back to better than sex again. Another place we started vlogging in yeah. and we're going to check them out. It's a dessert restaurant. Yeah. Don't get too excited. And uh, just. It's not better than sex, but it's good. It is good. It is good. So we're hoping we're going to get some great food while we're out there. So if you have any food recommendations, by all means, leave us yeah. some comments below because we just know the Disney places. Well, um, we don't just know the Disney places. We know some other places, too, that we're going to go check out. But we didn't really explore all of Orlando when mm-hmm. we were there. And um, 
This is a legit poll. Which city is cooler, Las Vegas or Orlando? I'm going to throw that out here, too. So I'll set it up on our Spotify so you can vote for it. Let us know what place is cooler, Las Vegas or Orlando, because it's, it's, an, it's an option. We yeah. don't know yet. We're, we're thinking about it. So Just thinking about it. Hope you guys enjoyed Thanks coming along with us, podcast today. listening to our very long podcast. Yeah. But uh, we just wanted to kind of get that out there, let you guys know what we were up to the last couple weeks, yeah, and share with you some of our opinions on yep. certain things. And definitely be on the lookout for the next month. We're going to be doing that New York trip. All those are going to be up on our page yeah. on Lost Girl in Tomorrowland on YouTube. And next <laughs> month. Next month, we're going to talk about some other shit. So if you guys have any uh, recommendations or anything you guys want to talk about, by all means, leave us a comment. Yeah. Send us a message. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, Otherwise, we will... we'll see you all next month. And thanks for tuning in to Awkward Chats. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.